Woot woot. Skeet skeet. It's Quentin. <laughs> and I'm your host for this wonderful podcast. And this week, I have three lovely friends joining me on the dance floor. Looking like a hamster from PetSmart. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen Jones. <laughs> Carmen Jones, welcome back. <laughs> got your ass. You ain't got nothing to say. Bish. Bish. <laughs> Just say hello. Just say hello. Whatever. You can be mad. <laughs> Sip your rosé. You can be mad. Hey, Yo mama on Mother's Day. Okay, I have, Sucker. Oh, <laughs> have you met my mother? Anyway. Um, have you? <laughs> No, actually. <laughs> Makes oh, no. sense. <laughs> Why am I 60% British? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Daniel Stokes is finally here. Hello, hello. Making hello. his debut. I am here. Looking like a pastor. Yes. Oh, preach. I will lay hands. Looking like a TD Jakes. Like a baby TD Jakes. No, not TD Jakes. That was rude. Sorry. Give him younger. Oh Chocolate. my gosh. Give like a more plumpy, like Kirk Franklin. Okay. <laughs> With a porn addiction. All right. <laughs> you guys. What's wrong watching? Never mind. Go anyway, ahead. Anyway. Um, and finally, arriving CP time. Uh-uh. Supposed to bend on Dundee's podcast. <laughs> Darrell J. Hunt. What up, though? (laughs) (laughs) It's nice to finally see you. All right. On a scale of Wonder Bread to Burnt Toast, (laughs) how was your week? (laughs) Tip in the scale. Carmen, go first. I am wheat bread. (laughs) I am feeling like a little wheat bread right now, but slightly toasted, though. Not burnt, but just slightly toasted with a little butter. Um, yeah, my week was cool though. It was it was chill. I tried to relax at work and um it happened and then it didn't and then I had a few dates and um we're gonna get into that a little bit later. <laughs> it was lit, Ooh. that was lit. You got oh. a lot of time. <laughs> she reclaimed right. it. That's why she has a lot of time. Pro- God provides. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, we gotta move on. <laughs> Save it for later. Save it for later. Uh Darrell, you go next. Um I am burnt toast. I mean like burnt toast that you fell asleep on. Ooh. And no. the whole house smelled like burnt. Oh my! I'm tired, but Did I'm the so house excited. I'm going down? to Florida tomorrow, so I'm okay. Okay, Ooh. going to Florida. Jealous. What part? Um, Sarasota. A friend of mine is doing ragtime, so I'm going to see the oh. show. Oh, I'll be in Miami next week. Okay. Um, <laughs> Daniel, um, I'm burnt gluten toast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this week was rough. Work was hard. I got into a fight with a man. Ooh, tell me about it. We were just talking about spending time together, and, you know, I've been busy the past two, three weeks, and I ain't mm. seen him, so I missed him, and I was a little drunk. Yeah, um, we know how you get when you argue with people when you're a little drunk. Oh, you get a little What loose. do you mean, Quinn? Because me and you haven't spoken in, like, two months. Okay. <laughs> I'm, surprised. I'm surprised he let me out of his house. <laughs> uh, but God is good. All the time. <laughs> All he will time. fix it. Y'all gotta yeah. see these two though. They both look like they're part of a praise team. Yeah. Somebody's church. Yeah, somebody's storefront church though. Like I'm coming from work. <laughs> I'm coming from brunch. They're wearing name? all black, a black button up, black outfits, like But yeah. me and Carmen look like we just came back from the gym. <laughs> Dry. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sexy though, so it don't yeah, matter. Yeah, it don't okay. even matter. I mean that booty is looking nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
squats. Oh, was. They but weren't was. supposed yeah. to see that. <laughs> we are the the booty brigade. Yeah. Um, oh God. I'm well, thanks for asking. Lord. My week was great. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. You know, burnt toast or how one. How was your week, uh, honey? How was your week? Oh, my my week was a croissant. <laughs> oh. oh. Butter with chocolate. Because your husband yeah. is French. Yeah. Oh, nice. All that. Mm-hmm. All that. Actually, I haven't seen him in like three days because he was out of town and I'm kind of pissed at him because he didn't call me. <sighs> but you can let him spread that, that croissant open. He went there. He went there. <laughs> it's Sunday. We it is Mother's minutes. Day. This is the Sabbath. So what the hell did I, I tell you before this podcast started? Anyway, <laughs> a lot of stuff happened and hot topics. Uh, we're going to cover a few things and then uh, we're going to talk about blackness. And just FYI, because you probably can't tell from the voices, or can you? <laughs> Everybody at this on this podcast is black. Blackity black. So. Hey, the blacks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get these numbers up. I'm trying to attract <laughs> a diverse crowd. <laughs> I'm trying to try to get those BET ratings. <laughs> that love and hip hop crowd. Exactly. That's Centric and TV oh, one too. And bounce TV too. <laughs> the white people Ooh. love this podcast. But I can't get black people to she download it. Sure the white people like black culture, so they they're going to try to steal Shout something Shout out to the regular listeners. Um, we, we love y'all. Hey. I love you more now. But y'all, everyone's going to learn from this podcast. Yes, Absolutely. it'll be informative. Yeah. We're, we're going to crack a lot of jokes that may go over some of your heads, but you're gonna, it's going to be very educational. Just, mm. rewind. Um, Just rewind. Speaking of educational, H-L-A. Melania Trump launched her Be Best movement. <laughs> not be good, <laughs> not be better. <laughs> Be best. Didn't they say she like ripped it off something Michelle Obama did? She did. <laughs> what else is I new? Guess, I guess. But how, if Michelle did that, then everyone would drag Michelle. I just, I mean, I, I just want to know how how is it to be applied? Is it be best dressed? <laughs> be best. Like, like, what? <laughs> what is the goal? Be the best version of you. Exactly. Just be no, best. No, no. You you inserted the be the best. No, no, no. Just, just be, be best. best. Like be That's blessed. What, but be best. Be best. But wasn't it supposed to be something against bullying or something like that? Well, the first candidate for that program should be her goddamn husband. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well. <laughs> you know they're about to nominate him for the Nobel Peace Prize? You can, buy, uh, you can buy that kind of stuff. <laughs> Facts. Basically. Facts. It's like you buy your own star. Yeah. <gasps> What's the criteria to get nominated for one? Uh, I... You're asking the wrong person. Clearly, there's none if he's nominated. <laughs> Shit. Because well, I respect the people that. Mm. <laughs> he's not getting bringing any peace to this world, this country. Okay. <laughs> Give me the mic. I don't want to attack it. Yeah. Like you know. But I guess I'll, I'll, I'll just say, be best fell short. <laughs> um, just like this nomination will fall short. So it'll be Nobel bad peace then. Prize. So it will be bad then. Well, let's hope he gets it before he's forced to resign over the Stormy Daniels oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. The lawyer's going around saying that she might be very well the reason why he has to resign. Hmm. So, hypothetically, if he did resign, how would you feel? Pissed, because then we have Mike Pence. Pence Interesting. Right. We're screwed either way. I My only prayer is that they um, had a combo, did a little train on Stormy. And she has some information on Pence as well. <laughs> yeah. So they both so got. We so all we go. all know that Pence was not in that room unless his unless mother was there. <laughs> <laughs> his wife, who he calls mother, or mother. <laughs> some brave young man finally comes forward and was like, "Me and Pence 
Yes. Pence. Because I me too. <laughs> really think that Pence Hashtag is a homosexual. Oh, well, um, well, he said he I said it too. here, guys. In other news, Khloe Kardashian is staying with Tristan Thompson. She's they're gonna, trash. They're going to try to make it work. That's is stupid. she wrong for that? She's dumb. They're all dumb. Nothing of that entire family ever registers for me. The only comment <laughs> I appreciate about that family was when Barbara Walters asked them, you don't sing, you don't act, you don't have a particular talent. Why are you famous? And no one in any of the seats in front of her had an answer or an explanation. So that's about the height of what I know or care about. Well, <laughs> good. Well, that was that. I think we should there end it, it on that. I mean, it don't. So Apple Music and Spotify and other streaming services are dropping R. Kelly. Good. <laughs> I mean, is it? Uh, you kind of look like one of his backup singers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my coin. Um, <laughs> I will say, I was at a bar last night and they played R. Kelly, and I was like, turn it off. Just because, given the situation and how they've been, they drag everybody else, they get, cut off Harvey Weinstein and all these other people. I'm here for it. I mean, I. I Personally, I don't I don't particularly deal with anything that uh, harms other people. I remember the first time when I uh, when a friend of mine told me the lyrics to the Chichi Man song. I see them boys in that Chichi Man bar. Like that's a song about burning gay people in a bar. So mm-hmm. wait, when, what? Yeah, give me fire, make me burn them, burn them. That's what they're saying. Mm. I don't know the song. I told you this was gonna be educational. I What's the Chichi song? Like a Cha Cha Man bar. No, it's, it's a reggae song. Yeah. I don't know much reggae music. Oh, you probably life. heard it drunk once and in I your was, life. And I was like, ah! right. <laughs> You're like, that's my song. Ah, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> so, I mean, so there are certain things that I will not dance to, I will not listen to. Every now and then, if I hear it in passing, like an R. Kelly song, I'm like, oh, damn, that was Step great. Yeah. Like, like but such I, good music. But I, I, yeah. But I, I can't, I just can't, can't get behind it. it. I can't. Yeah, like for me, honestly, my mindset has, for the most part, has been like. But you're from Chicago, so this is like a. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> like her uncle. <laughs> <laughs> or he tried to be. <laughs> oh, all right. That's enough, fellas. That's Listen, enough. He tried to lock you up and sweat me. Shut up. So, um, being from Chicago. Do you still have to text him when you go to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> you ask for permission. Does he know so, you're here? I am the type of person that separates the music, the art from the actual person, what they personally do. But. I subconsciously can't help like okay if I hear Happy Pool or something like that I do move but then there are certain songs I'm just like uh was he but, talking about a kid you but, know so it's right. like and I mean I, I can separate like the art that the person makes versus like what they do like if you put sugar in your grits if you put if you put sugar in your grits I'm still gonna listen to your music mm, like so I mean good. I put sugar and it's butter in my so grits good. you should stop um, oh we're gonna but, have to <laughs> talk about this later we're getting heels the black section <laughs> <laughs> but, but but I mean, if, like with with all the the evidence, and the thing that, that got me the most, what kind of put me over the edge with uh, R. Kelly was when he was being interviewed, and the person said, "So it's been said that you have a thing for teenagers." R. Kelly's yeah. response was, "Now when you say teenager, how old are we talking?" <laughs> right. Bruh. Yeah, that's what. That's all. Just Bruh. like I feel uncomfortable sometimes yeah. now. Uh. Monica Lewinsky got uninvited to a town and country magazine event because Bill Clinton last minute decided he could go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that was up. why. I came here she was uninvited. That was why. Bill Damn. was like, nah, she can't come. Was, yeah, Hillary, was, was Hillary there too? I don't know. I know that Monica was invited first and then Bill Clinton RSVP <laughs> later. 
<laughs> and then they were like, uh, Monica. I mean, who yeah, do you, who, why who not? Do you, who do you want at your event? Bill Clinton or Monica Lewinsky? Monica Lewinsky. Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> <laughs> if we're being honest. Please. But I mean, if she's and bring the dress. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, she she's a grown ass do. woman. And bring the dress. But it's Bill Cosby. Though. I mean, Bill, Bill Clinton. Why I say that? I'm Honey, sorry. We talk Are about, we segueing? We talking about trifling men. <laughs> no. We're talking about, <laughs> talk about Bill Cosby. We were talking about Kelly. Clinton. Sorry, Clinton. Um, I mean, I get it. I feel it. The magazine probably one of the bigger names. They should have let them both come. Yeah. That's and just that awkward picture of them like the on chips, the red carpet. Like, let the hey. chips fall where they may. Because I'm petty. Because they're going to be missing for like five minutes, ten minutes anyway. Oh, only five Ooh. minutes? That's how long it takes? I don't know. I don't know how fast I would. I would be the messy bitch setting up the tables and the, the name cards. <laughs> I, like I would put them across from one another. <laughs> and oh Hillary. Gosh, we set you together. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. We can't change it. We can't move. Bear with it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you guys were friends. I would be in the corner key <laughs> Okay, last uh, thing I wanted to bring up that I just found out. Did you know that Beyonce and Solange uh, had to go to counseling together to prepare for Beyonce's stardom? But I couldn't finish wow. high school. That makes sense. That and, makes sense. And uh, Tina Knowles had Wednesdays dedicated for Solange where she would spend the entire day with Solange and make her feel special like every week. That's just, smart. Just I mean, to that, make sure. I mean, that, You have to have that. Oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm Personally, that kind of works. Um, growing up an artist, I was always singing, always doing things. Like I always had something to do. My brother was an athlete, just chilling in the neighborhood and everything. And sometimes I could feel a bit of the resentment, especially when I got to go on trips out of town and I would miss a couple of days of school. And then I would come back with all of these experiences and my brother would be like, gosh, I'm glad you had fun. So, I mean, I, I can kind of understand yeah. that, especially with... With, with her having to deal with Destiny's Child and then Destiny's Child didn't get to the you, they didn't carry on with Beyonce I'll say that and and then there's the rumor I don't I don't what the fuck up what you just say Destiny's Child they, they were huge but I'm saying they didn't carry on with Beyonce Beyonce leaving Destiny's Child has gone up the but stairs when, but when they came out they were very young and then they kept. I mean, going. they did great, but what he's saying is they're no longer. There's no longer Destiny's Child. Right, and and Solange is looking at okay, Destiny's Child is done, but my sister is still rising, rising, rising. And I mean, oh, I'm, I get what you're trying to throw shade. And no, no, not at all. Okay. And I'm definitely I'm very protective of Destiny's Child. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. not. Let me put this um, knife down. And <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> put it away. I, but but I mean, I'm just saying <laughs> she did. She did see her sister continue to climb, climb, and she is an artist in her own right. Uh -huh. Very respected. Um, and. From what I've heard, I've never seen it on a piece of paper. You know, she wrote a lot for the group. Who songs? Um, yeah, Solange. She wrote oh, a man. song for Michelle. It was Michelle's only hit, one hit. Which one? Which one? We Break the Dawn and went number um, one at some point. Yeah, was the but, that. but didn't Jesus say no? Jesus like says a, yes. Oh, Jesus said yes. yes. Did the, that yeah. did well. But we Break the Dawn was a dance song. It was the first song. Yeah, and then she was like, I can't make it mainstream. I got to go to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was she was always she I was think always she was a always a gospel singer. Yeah, she was always a little churchy. Yeah. And see, but but what I think I with what her she can't dance. Don't come for her. Don't please don't talk shit about Michelle. No, she Mich can't. Okay, Mich the knife is back in my hand. Honey, Kelly can't dance either. So okay, uh, can I just, uh, I just I'm just gonna say this. Say as your far comment, as then we gotta change the subject because <laughs> this well, is about to go left real I quick. Mean, the if anybody have a discussion about it, I think people do not understand what happens behind the scenes when mm -hmm. it comes to stardom, when it comes to just being an artist, period. There's a lot of work, there's a lot of pressure that is on that person and that family and how it just affects anybody that they're close to. So I think that is very important that counseling was done. I think that was very smart and very strategic because they knew that something big was about to happen. Mm -hmm. So 
Condolences, not condolences. <laughs> right. Not condolences in salon. Give my hand clap, though. Kudos. To no, us. but it's also Steven interesting because black people, for the most part, yeah. don't believe in therapy. psychology and they therapy. Don't. No, they and, and it's, all, it's only Jesus. Yeah, and, and or this, themselves. And I, I say this all the time. We will get on a plane and trust science. We get on elevators and escalators. We drive combustion engines and we trust science. We will swallow a Tylenol or ibuprofen and we can't diagram and explain what's in this pill we're swallowing, but we don't trust the science of the mind. We don't trust like laying down on a couch and having someone evaluate you. And what I always hate they to- They trust the scissor. Right. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and listen, what, what I always hate to hear is, I mean, my, my mama beat me and I came out all right. No yeah. one can evaluate themselves. <laughs> you cannot evaluate yourself, you especially if you don't have a degree in psychology. If you're not or a psychiatrist. my favorite thing is when people say, oh, well, I have my best friend for that. Or I have my mom for that. Or I'm like, no, no. you need a non-biased Somewhere. party yes, non-biased that can license. listen to you from a non-biased yeah. perspective and really tell you, you yeah. what's weird and what's normal. Because Kiki going to lie to you and be like, yeah, girl, you're fine. Meanwhile, yeah, she's girl, trying go, to take your go man. Him, right. <laughs> go ahead. It's okay. He just got three kids by three different mama, baby mamas. It's all right. And he don't take care of none of them, but you are special, girl. Right. He gonna, he gonna you the one. Right. He and he might go right. back to prison, but he love you. He like, and he going to marry you, too, once he get out. Or Sh- when he Sh- is. Sheree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, counseling is very important. And September, I think it's, spring, I think it's important for a lot of... <laughs> Could you repeat that again? Joggers. September, spring, summer. September, spring, summer. When they asked her when her fashion line was going to be out, she's like, more like, I mean, spring, September. September, spring, summer. She by Sheree. <laughs> like, girl, what is this timeline? Chateau, she can't pay. <laughs> How can you, why are you trying to date a man in jail? Sorry. I no, just, go ahead. I just don't get like why she is trying, even if it's fake for your storyline. <laughs> How does she think that's cute? You have three grown ass kids, and you're here dating. Because she's man on a reality president. show. I think I don't think she would bother if she wasn't on a reality show. No, or maybe you she gotta was, have a story. But that is a horrible story to have. I mean, I don't, I don't, like I don't, I don't have a problem. Well, I mean, who are we to? But I don't have a problem with dating oh, someone I'm a judge. If, if you're if if you <laughs> if you guys have been together for a year, two years, and he do something stupid. And he get locked up. Okay, Faith Evans wrote a song. I'm gonna do your time with you. So I get that, but uh, and, uh-uh. and the first <laughs> starting time, up, Gam gets arrested by ICE. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? I'm, I'm married to an immigrant. I'm like, <laughs> you do anything wrong. I can't. If lie. Alexa picks up that you want to kill Donald <laughs> Trump and they come storm your throat and be like, he's right there. <laughs> you wouldn't go down with your man. Uh-uh. But you want to go down for you. Didn't we talk about this how's, a few podcasts ago? How is he going to go down for me? When you the NYPD shoots me, he's going to jump and take that bullet? <laughs> yes. You. That's what your partner is supposed to do. What if the bullet's already inside him? I got, thank you. There's only so much you can do. When okay. he's gone, he's gone. <laughs> I have nothing to do with this. <laughs> Just keep walking. I don't talk about Guillaume like that. He's an honorary I love black him. person. He's an honorary black You guys are cute. Mm-hmm. Loves it. Well, he's one-fourth Moroccan. If that counts for anything. Anyway, it it we're talking about. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> we're talking about blackness. Ah. And I want this to be a very educational section. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to limit the topics to two minutes. I'm literally going to set a timer because I feel like we can get carried away and this will be a three hour podcast. I'm literally. You know, black people can talk. Exactly. All right. First thing, how we speak. 
Okay, can I go first? Yes, go. Um, I'm from North Carolina, and um, I'm, it, normally, <laughs> it normally comes out North Carolina. Um, when I when I want to be proper, I put an F on it, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and Not North. And I mean, I'm I'm the king of code switching. I grew up. Um, I'm Greensboro, North Carolina, all day. Um, and sometimes when I talk, everything run together, and people don't get it. But I don't care. I I don't believe in speaking a certain way to be accepted but I do believe in speaking a certain way based depending upon where I am mm-hmm. uh-huh. so that people can understand yeah right but it's never going to go to a voice when I'm talking like this and I no I, um, I don't go that far I um, feel like that's how I talk yeah I mean but but that's <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I was but, like is that me no but, 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 but what I'm saying if, if that's how you talk that's how you naturally talk right you, you don't put on a complete oh no 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 a, no, a no, new no. cadence I don't code switch yeah no oh I, I code switch because like I said sometimes people in New York don't know what I'm saying right like I said I said Elva one day and this woman said what I said Elva and she said <laughs> what I said ever like never ever she was like oh I was like, girl, try a little harder. (laughs) (laughs) Sharpen your discernment. (laughs) Take in what I'm saying. So, I mean, I I, I think the languages are beautiful. No matter where you are, I have friends from the Midwest. Carmen. Hey. Um, I have people from the South, people from the North. (laughs) And and what I don't like is being in the North. Okay, so real quick for my time is up. I was uh, outside a friend's house one time, and he had had locked his keys. (laughs) He had lost his keys. And so he was waiting for his super to go get a key. And the guy downstairs, and I was like, um, the guy that's still sitting in front of the stairs, and I was saying, "Oh my God, I wonder if they got a bathroom in this hall across the street." And the guy was like, "Don't be over here talking all that country shit." Oh. Ooh. I was like, "Sir, you don't have any teeth <laughs> <laughs> in your mouth, and you want to talk about the the placement of my vowel?" And I tell New Yorkers all the time. You have a distorted vowel, just like Southerners have a distorted vowel. If we're going to talk about an equal plane as to how you right. pronounce a word, so one is not different than the other. So it's always going to be hot there dog is a for me. It's standard be- American dialect <laughs> that we're not using unless not you're trained, all. right? Not unless you're trained, all. yeah, absolutely. I had to take a class really? where in college <laughs> where we had to learn the standard American dialect. And then the second half of the class, we had to learn how to do different voices or whatever. Yeah. And uh, ooh, this is make this uh, story makes me like shudder. <laughs> My teacher was this old white lady, Ugh. but she was married Typical. to uh, an accomplished black man, so she felt empowered mm-hmm. and black. Black. She was like black adjacent. She was like Quentin. <laughs> as an actor, your voice is going to, you know. The way you talk now is going to prevent you from getting 70% of the roles that you would qualify for or something like that. So I want you to come after class and we're going to work on your your voice. I'm thinking to myself, what's she talking about? Like, everyone's always complimenting my voice. Like, Mm -hmm. I I could be a news anchor. You know, I got that Oprah thing going for me. Like, what (laughs) Who told you that? What the fuck is she talking about? (laughs) I told myself that. Um, (laughs) Figures. So went after class or whatever. She literally had me sounding like the Zatarans man. <laughs> oh, oh God. Zatarans. Zatarans. <laughs> oh, I'm a fox. He can't catch me. Oh, yeah, yeah. She She's like, you. yeah. She, t- she tried to color you. She did. She, she colored you. me purple. She made you, she, <laughs> she, she made you a character. Great movie. Right. And what, what I love about my program going through college my acting program they told us don't ever get rid of the region that yeah you're don't ever. talk Just so fast your hbcu program yes hbcu right. pro- i'm sorry yeah, yeah yeah um they they taught us don't throw away 
what, what, where you're from. Yeah, because you can just, use that. Yeah, just learn how to do different things. And I've always found, especially as an artist, actors, people who are northern or from other areas who did not, who didn't grow up in the south, it's normally a little bit harder for them to take on a southern accent, the cadence, the rhythm, and yeah. all of that. If they don't, if they didn't have like southern family members, right. but if you like straight Harlem, you straight Bronx, like it's really hard for them to master that southern vowel. Mm. Well, Carmen sounds country as hell, but she's from Chicago. <laughs> great migration. Chicago true. is the country. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the Midwest, and you all need to understand that. My experience here Y'all need to understand that. <laughs> the funny part is, so I, I work at the Trade Center, and I do speeches, so I'm talking to the world, basically. I got people who come in from around the world. So I speak a standard English, as always, but when I step outside of work, if I'm on a train, I'm having a conversation, someone will interrupt me. Yo, miss, where you from? I'd be like, I'm from Harlem. No, you're not. You're from down south, honey. I'm like, no, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Chicago. Yeah, that's down south. So I'm like, okay, New York education. Mm-hmm. <laughs> down south is down south. Midwest is Midwest. But yeah, I do have an accent at times. I don't notice it because I felt like I spoke standard English even in Chicago. Like, even I did a play. Every in time Chicago? I did a play with certain... They used to tell me, <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> Even in a play when I had to speak like slang or Ebonics, they used to say, sound blacker. You sound so white. Sound blacker. Because uh-huh. I could not sound hood That's for some part reason. of the reason why I gave up acting. Because they were like, you didn't sound blacker. When you I have white blacker. people saying that to you, you're like, wait, what? I didn't sound right cursing at Everything first. about me is black. No, right. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, but that that is something that people can hear. Now, a lot of times, directors that are not black or don't understand like how we speak they can say things that are insensitive or whatever but a lot of people they have problems saying certain things i was in college we were doing a soldier story and in in the script the one of the characters it was written s-h-i-i-i-i-i-i-t-t-t and he kept saying shit like he was literally trying to figure it out i was like boy you ain't never been around old people and you'd be like hey can i get twenty dollars they'd be like shit <laughs> so, so, go. I'm saying, okur. Okur. Let's, let's write, let's okur. write that out. Okur. Like, oh, okur. That. like all those different things. So sometimes it's, it is, and with that, it might not be as much like a black thing or, or it's just where are you from? Like yeah. a valley girl from wherever they live in California. Like, oh my God. Like, like totally. Like totally. Would, would have a problem sounding like a white girl from the South Bronx. Okay, let me try this. I'm totally an actress and I can do this. Yo, <laughs> run me my check. <laughs> Oscar. <laughs> Thank you. You can buy those too. Hollywood does it. I actually had a director in high school. Um, she's a black woman, and I was in my, my junior year. She actually revoked my black card in front of the entire like, cast. What did you do? What did you do? She was just like, you're just not black enough. And I was Ooh. like, well, what do you mean? Like, this is who I am. This is how I, you cast me in the play. <laughs> this is how I sounded <laughs> when you cast me. Uh-huh. Like, she's like, you're just not feeling it. Because the play was set in like the 60s. Like, I mean, I was just born in the 90s. So. Right. <laughs> it was a stretch. Um, and, I, and, she, the, and the bitch had me playing two roles. Because I, I died in the, in, the first, in the first act. And you came back. And I came back as a different character. So it was just like shocking as like a 16 year old to have this woman who's supposed to be my people. I mean, mm-hmm. I, it was in Ohio. So everyone else in the cast was white to tell oh, yeah. me like, oh, you're not black enough. I'm revoking your black card based off the way you're talking. And oh. I'm like, I thought I sounded black. <laughs> I mean, you know, some, sometimes I don't like, you know, 
consider people's blackness on the way they talk. But if you on that one and three real hard, and the whole room is clapping on two and four, <laughs> I'm gonna be like, what, can we do an ancestry.com to see what your percentages are? You are canceled because your genetic memory. Mm-mm. Oh my god. <laughs> Get the black card upgraded to vibranium. Listen, I'm very black. You see, you need some vibranium, baby. Yes. (laughs) Makanta. Hair. So I'm long overdue for a haircut, but I usually have a fade. Yeah, you do need one. I'm going to wait until Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday is a good day. Hump day is a good day. Because then I'm going to LA next week. And then I'm doing a podcast from LA. Go But yeah, I usually have a fade. Uh, Miss Carmen thing has like a. Her hamster. Say something. <laughs> <laughs> First a, of all, she I look has a hamster hawk. <laughs> yeah, it's Where not. Did it come from it's me? not exactly a mohawk. It's like a gerbil hawk. No, but I mean, Joking. wait a minute. Joking. Why are y'all trying to come for me? No, I'm the only female because I'm sexy as fuck. Because I'm foxy as go fuck. Go off. Go, go off. off. No, it's yeah. go I'm off. My language is strong. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I mean, it's actually called a faux hawk because for row. Fohawk because the sides of your head are not shaved ball. A mohawk is when the sides are bald. So, a fo- like I used to wear a fohawk, it was like it was like a taper. But didn't you <laughs> used to have dreadlocks? Yeah, I had locks for eight years. Oh Ooh, wow, me too. Mm-hmm. It was it, it was nice, and until you know, I started to realize the way white people talk to you. when you have locks. A lot of times, white people talk to your hair, and then they get to your face. Do they ask hey, you for hi. weed? Huh? Do they ask you for weed? No, because I don't give off a weed vibe. My, wait, my, my wait, how, you don't give up. People will ask me for weed all the time. <laughs> no one's ever asked me for weed. When ever. I had the locks. When I had locks, no one ever I remember asked in you Chicago. You like people, though. When you had your locks, you <laughs> Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> I was, like, waiting for the bus, and this car uh, kept circling the block, and this girl kept yelling out, Yes! Weed! <laughs> 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 okay, so was question. she white? Yeah, she was. Of course, she was white. <laughs> okay, so a question: were, were your were your locks like more n- more natural? Here's the they... thing about my locks. Let's talk about how they started. Let's, let's, <laughs> no, 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 I'm not gonna give you that journey. <laughs> when I would just get them done, they were really shiny and like bouncy, like curls. So people would be like, "Those aren't real dreadlocks. Those are Hollywood locks." Gotcha. I'd be like, "Fine, fuck that, whatever." But I was also in the gym a lot, so I was mm-hmm. sweating my shit out, got and you. I had a budget, so I couldn't <laughs> get them done. Oh, I got you. But awful. once a month, so he let got them you. Stay. He So let them they would get Rastafarian, yeah, towards the end of the month. So I would like literally go from Hollywood locks to dreadlocks to woo boy, <laughs> right? So so that's why <laughs> I asked because I I think it's because mine were like. I, I got them done every two weeks. <laughs> she and, didn't and, have a budget. That's like $90 or something, isn't and, it? No, it but expensive. A, a, a really good friend of mine. See, you had a friend. I didn't have no friend. No, but, but that's not when locks were hot, though. Like, that's just, you know, you. Like, locks are hot now, so they're expensive, probably. Yeah, and I mean... So. Um, I mean, I had mine in, like, the t- early 2000s. I'm saying it was hot, but, like, everybody's doing, like, it's a trend now. These locks, no, no, they're not, lo- like... like okay. lo- I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm, locks have... It's regional locks. Like there, at one time, everybody in DC, like if you was black before you moved there, like I got to grab my locks, I got to grab, you know. But it's kind of it kind of depends on where you are, what the fad is. But I think I was never asked that because mine were always very. Anytime I had a little fuzz or, or whatever, I would like tighten up the front. Um, yeah, I that's didn't. how we were with perms. I was I teaching. Ooh, I was perms. teaching spin classes, kickboxing classes. I was on ballet's commercials. I did not have time. Yes. I was constantly sweating my shit out. So you just looked like the I look, uh, first of all, I was still getting it. <laughs> I was still cute. I was still sexy. 
His legs were amazing. We believe My legs you. still are amazing. We believe you. Where? Still are amazing. Okay. Okay, go ahead. I mean, you know, you know what time it is, Carmen. Shut up. I don't think you know though. (laughs) I think I do know. Okay. No, no, but um, I like how this two-minute segment turned to twelve minutes. Keep going. But listen, (laughs) hair is hair is something that I didn't really pay attention to until I started growing my locks out. Um, the the lady who started them the first time, she was West African. I think she was Ghanaian, and I Ghanaian from Guyanese. Oh. That's from people from Guyana. I know. So I people who know. are from Ghana, Ghana. are Ghanaian. Africa has Ghana. a lot of countries and territories that sound similar. Well, you that know is I mean. not the conversation we're having right now. Stay it's focused. the blackness episode, so I can bring it up if I want to black. on my podcast. To I'm going to turn your mic off. <laughs> Wait, let me not touch because we, we're oh. kind of struggling with the levels. <laughs> no, no. But, 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 but like hair, hair is a big thing. First of all, when I was growing my locks out, some of my family members were like, you just doing this, you don't have to brush your hair and you just don't want to be neat. So I got that flack. I also grew up Pentecostal, so that wasn't a big thing in the Pentecostal church. Somebody with long locks or a man with long hair. And then when I went to and first you're get tall like Naomi, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and so um, I was I was in her chair, the lady, and I had like a big fro. It was really uneven because uh-huh. you know they were like, "Don't get your hair trimmed mm-hmm. because it's easier for your hair to like catch when they twist right. it." Yeah. If it mm-hmm. So she was she was parting my hair, and she said, "You,", you she's like, "You're." Your hair is not gonna lock. She was like, "You need to grow this chemical out." And I was like, "I don't have a chemical in there." She said, "Yes." She was like, "Look at." She part. She showed me my hair as if I hadn't seen it. So my hair. <laughs> <laughs> so my hair, like, if if you just part it, it's like straight at, at the root. She right. was like, "She was like, oh, you're gonna have to grow this chemical." I said, "I don't have a chemical chemical in my hair." She said, "Oh, I forgot." You people are not all the way black. <laughs> oh. I had never heard anybody. Say I wasn't black. Wow. How did I, it feel? I was pissed. Because that has been a daily occurrence in my life. I was pissed because I was like, what does she mean? Because my entire existence has been very, very, very black. Elementary, except fifth grade, middle school, high school, <laughs> college. <laughs> what happened in fifth grade? In fifth grade, okay, so after fourth grade, I tested and was accepted into the AG program. So my mother could pick the school that she wanted me to go to, and the city had to pay for like busing all the AG kids. And so I went to a school that was mainly white and Jewish. Culture shock. That's when yeah. I learned. That's when I learned about nosh, locks and bagels, uh, uh, bar for bar for playing the dreidel at uh, holiday time. Um, and and it was a it was a <laughs> more it, it was a rather uh, most of the kids were wealthy, and that's when I that's the first time I ever saw a nanny. Um, like all the and I was like, oh, that's what happens when your parents have a Jaguar. You go to Paris for like the summer. I was at the recreational center down the street. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, uh, and I was glad about it. So that with me right. being like a, like just around blackness. I mean, I've been around like everybody, but comfort, home, neighborhood, look across the street, miss so-and-so. And right, right. Right, right, so right, that, right. that incident was like my hair. It was the first time anyone had ever questioned. But then I had to remember, oh, my grandfather's father was 
Native American, and Irish. So something is going to be, you know, a little off. A little off. Yeah. Not off. Why is just, it off? Just <laughs> a different word. Just, just mixed up. Like, okay, one, one other thing. When I was at uh, the dermatologist, I'm always fighting to keep this forehead together. I've been losing here lately. But um, I was talking to my dermatologist. He's, he was white. I switched over to um, uh, office where the majority of people are Indian, like from India, of mm-hmm. color. And I was talking to him. He said, yeah, I see, um, you know, your blemishes. And he said, I also see some uh, uneven, like, pigmentation, you know, like with your skin, I say, yeah, slavery. <laughs> <laughs> he froze. <laughs> so I had to bust out laughing to kind of make. The, I, I always I make slavery jokes in front of people. Oh yes, and yes. it gets so uncomfortable. And I'm I just meant like, this it. is hilarious. Mm-hmm. You got to <laughs> remind people they're trying to erase the fact that slavery oh happened. I'm trust, like, no, 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 baby, no, it did. Not you ever? Like people talk about, and I love doing this. Whenever people bring up Handmaid's Tale in the office, <laughs> like, oh my god, I can't. She was shackled up, and they forced her to have the forcing her to have the baby, and da da da. I was like. You know, my people uh, <laughs> had to go through that for 400 years. This is based on a true story called... Like, this shit um, was normal. Right. As hell. My life. And, and, like, and then they're like, oh, Quentin, do you have to do that all the time? Yeah. So yeah. when I, so when I work with like, wow, you really do like to make slavery jokes in front of all of us. And I was like, I mean, it's... That's how we deal with like, pain. Like, it's not even a joke. Like, <laughs> the funny thing is, it's true. not even a joke. It's like, I'm literally going to slap the shit out of Daniel if he doesn't talk into the mic. Am I not talking into it? <laughs> like, literally, the mic You're not is using like, something in your mouth? <sighs> oh, not mic. Why would you say? You just oh, better. I'm sorry. Right. Anyway. I'm not, no, can we, okay, one last part of my hair. Oh. Don't touch it. Period. Right. Point blank. I'm not an exhibit. That's part of the reason why I got rid of my locks. People went, oh my God, this is really cool. Yeah. Well, they, they just get so excited. Like, so I, I go through like having my hair untwisted or like in braids. Like right now, he is looking amazing. Daniel's yes. got the braid in different directions and it's a man a bun. It's a golden the hair. And it's, there's a fade and the eyebrows are on fleek. Hello. He walked Good into morning. my apartment. I'm like, wait, I don't, how much money you making at first? <laughs> okay. Now, is that gold spray out the can? What a is lot. This, what is this essence? <laughs> It ain't out the can, it's out the bag. Oh, but, ooh, yeah. But I bought it. It's it no bundles. But, but you remember? do look like a bishop right now. <laughs> yeah. <Thank you. laughs> but like the first time I actually got my hair braided at work, someone literally, I was at my desk, came up to me and like I had my headphones on and I felt someone touching my head. Oh, my, uh, I was like, uh, what? Uh, he was uh, like, oh my God, it's so nice. Where'd you, how'd you do this? Did you cut your hair? I'm like, it's braids. It's the same hair that you saw out the day before, <laughs> but it's just now braided. He's like, like I'm not like a an art exhibit. Hello. <laughs> and even if you were our art exhibit, you, you can't touch, touch the, the art. art. You can't touch the like, art. I could have been like, hashtag me too. He touched me. Right. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> I no, out. like for me at the, at, at the church center, you got tourists from all over. So this guy, he was like, oh my God, your hair is so cool. Can I touch it? And the sister was like, Bob, no. No, really, can I touch it? Like, really? I'm like, no, you can't touch my hair. I got real hood at work. I did not care. You're not going to violate me. Right. The thing is, First of all, I'm not an exhibit. First of all, I don't know what kind of spirit you got going on, and I don't want you touching it. I don't want to transfer over. So, yeah, that's why we don't want you touching our hair. Honor it, know it, moving on. Even if you're my man, you can't touch my hair. Oh, shit. Well, no, I mean, if my man no. can touch my hair, when, no, for, when, it, it when I'm at home, situation. I have the do-rag on, the scarf on. Yeah, you got to for that. He, said, he told me I look like a queen in my scarf the other day. Yes. <laughs> I had to give up that life. I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, I, now, could, I like my hair full. When my hair got, <laughs> I, when I cut my hair, it was Nasty. like right at my shoulder blades. 
and it was just so much to like redo it. When you got your hair cut off, did you feel super light right after? I felt I felt really light. It felt funny to actually lay my head on the pillow and like feel yeah, the pillow. Yeah, I had the same experience. <laughs> and, Hello. And for like a couple of weeks, <laughs> for a couple of weeks, when I would put a button up a shirt on, I would literally like shake my head as if I was moving my yep. head. Yep, phantom it, hair. Yeah, yeah. Right. Phantom <laughs> weave. Yeah. And wouldn't it be funny? Like, because I was so used to like touching a plane, I would reach for it. And I'd be like, wait. Nothing there. Right. there. They gotta rub your scalp. <laughs> and like the, the clippers on my head felt funny and like yeah. brushing. I was like, I haven't brushed my actual. But I had to, I had to, a year. I had to train, retrain my hair growth. Yeah, mm-hmm. my like my my hair, my like my front hairline. I had to brush it like super go back in this direction because yeah. I always kept my hair like back mm-hmm. in the yep. ponytail. And this yep. whole front end was wild. People don't understand that, but now you do. Food. I have to tell the story. I was in Alabama two weeks ago for the opening of the Peace and Justice Memorial <laughs> and Museum. Wait, the, um, the lynching museum? Yes, yes. I was there. Uh, I with go. My, my amazing job took us there. About 15 of us, black folk. Um, so there was like some confusion about the restaurant we were going to go to for lunch. One place was said it was going to be an hour away. So we're like, oh, it can't be that place. It has to be this place that says it's 10 minutes away. <laughs> We got there, mind you, it's all black people. We walk into this place called Southern Comfort, and were you comfortable? We didn't see near like one black person. There was no melanin in the kitchen. There was no, and we were like, shit. We only have like an hour. So look, we're here. It must be the place. It's the South. They have to know how to cook. So we, the the service was impeccable. They were so nice, so sweet. She was like, oh yeah, we cook our our collard greens with fat back. I was like, ooh, what's a fat back? Like <laughs> that sounds amazing. Like, we, we made a song. A rap about Fatback. <laughs> Wait, you didn't know, you didn't know what Fatback was? No. Ooh, I can see why well, the car got taken away. Though. It's Ohio. I'm from Ohio. Um, but they then, got like, pigs in Ohio. She, she was like, "Oh, the mac and cheese looks amazing." His, his parents got money. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just so hyped and like we were just <laughs> she took a picture of us we were happy the food came out if I tell you this food was so god I'm sorry god she was like oh my y'all got so quiet y'all must have been real hungry no we were trying to figure out how we could leave the restaurant without touching the, without yes. touching the food so like we were all, like the only thing we the only thing that was good was these mashed potatoes and it was flakes when I tell you we literally past the bowl. We were rationing out the bowl of mashed potatoes because <laughs> we were all so hungry. So we rationed out. The chicken had no flavor. The collard greens taste like they had water. The mac and cheese Ooh. wasn't made with the cheese. What'd you, what'd you say earlier? There's a difference between macaroni and cheese and macaroni with cheese. It was barely with cheese. <laughs> there was a difference. Um, the cornbread was dry. I will say the Arnold Palmer was great. So we lied and we were like, oh, we have a meeting in like 30 minutes. We, we lost track of time. So we got like to-go boxes. Oh God, no. And we just like... <laughs> mashed everything up to make it look like we touched it and then we we got out we, we walked outside and we threw the food away she needless to say I if I mm, season your food and stop being creative with soul food like this past Thanksgiving stop putting raisins in our shit white people fucked up mac and cheese in they, 2017 no they, they, they messed it up they put too much random ash and ham sausages tomatoes ground beef and macaroni. What are you doing? Like, I just Wait, feel like. Hold on. You ain't never had mac and cheese with ham or bacon? or No one should ever have mac bacon, and cheese with ham or bacon. But, but what I'm saying is. That's a casserole. At my white school, yes, they did put ham in the mac and cheese. I, had, I, had, I had. Well, I went to a white high school. Uh, <laughs> Why know. are you trying to justify we, it? We know. I'm not saying it's good. 
I'm just saying it happened. But white people just, they get adventurous and they should stop. I just feel like with certain foods, certain dishes, don't get super creative. Like we understand, let's step outside the box and try a wild card. Wait, remember the Thanksgiving I spent like $80 on mac and cheese ingredients? <laughs> when I read that when I read that post, I was like, let me go choke his ass. He, right I don't know now. what kind of cheese he was trying to use. I'm like, what are you doing? It uh, is stressful cooking for black people. Cheese, first of all, cheese, first of all, pack, first of all, first of all, was it edible? Did you enjoy it? Did it, was it taste edible. good? Ooh, but was it good? Was it good though? Be honest. I she didn't take like it. it. Her face says no. I ate it. She didn't like it. But y'all. you wouldn't eat it. You wouldn't eat. I'm fat. I eat anything. No, you like, I don't discriminate. <laughs> you, no, you wouldn't. You tore that shit it up. It was okay. I didn't, tear, I didn't tear it up. I, I, I you ate tore it. Up. Shut up. She Everyone was hungry, so she ate but, it. But 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 did you give him pointers on how it could be better the next time? I did not. Because like, he, he got his stuff from Google. Then you get your. Okay, I'll <laughs> First of all, I don't know where you got the recipe. We ain't about to get my very brain. I got to get the over the rainbow macaroni and cheese. I got my recipe. This is what happened. This is what happened. We had Some all food shit. we had all everything picked out. I'm in an international marriage, so we had all types of things. Not interracial, international, international. It's okay. so extra, so okay. extra for no damn reason. Love you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Y'all both Leo I got my I got my breakdown of my DNA, and I'm feeling myself. You still on that every podcast? You gonna talk about that? Yeah, because I'm not over it. Let me he give me isn't. an international mail on my Tinder date. Go ahead. Anyway. <laughs> And I'm gonna have some Indian babies. <laughs> yes, from India. From India. I want a Blasian baby. And a, a, and a daughter from Tokyo. <laughs> and then we're gonna get. Uh, I want a daughter from like Ghana or some shit like that. Can I ask I, like, you a question? International kids. How do y'all feel about like white people who want to adopt black kids? Let's like, talk about that later. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I like that down. No. Because I will unleash. But back to this Thanksgiving. So <laughs> the last thing he is gonna settle to it. do. <laughs> Was to make mac and cheese. That's was the last thing. That's stressful. I have all these people coming over. And I was like, and I have made mac and cheese maybe in terms of like a dinner party setting like four times in my life. And every time everyone's like, oh, this is good. This is good. But I feel like I haven't mastered it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have, you've only made it four times. Right. Like first two times was fuck ups. Uh, first two times they were good. No, honey. Mm. No. My grandma, my grandma and another friend of mine used to always say, if you show me somebody that can make a good pound cake, that's somebody that's done burn up about four. Because <laughs> okay. they, they had to get it right. I still haven't gotten it right. Listen, <laughs> I was in that Whole Foods feeling mm-hmm. myself. First I was mistake. like, first mistake. I was like, you were stressed. I was stressed. I, was, I went to the. All on Facebook knew. They had the. They had the. Uh, they had the. They have like barista style people at the cheese <laughs> section. Uh, I was uh, like, uh, I need cheese with this mac and cheese. I need any of them. Go to food bazaar. Shop. So I uh, ended up with exactly. these luxury cheeses. They bamboozled you. It didn't taste they bad. They can't help you. Was it some French cheese? You know they got like four different No, I cheeses. I can't handle the French cheese. I think there was gouda cheese. in it. You told me you there told was me gouda. gouda. I love smoked gouda. Um, I tried, but this, but okay, but this is my. But thing. I gotta keep going. I gotta keep practicing. But this is my thing. Do you have anyone that you can? Consult like because when I'm cooking something and I don't remember exactly how to do, it, I will call my mom. I will Same. call my, my friend, mom. Makes call- her mac and cheese with Velveeta. Oh, oh, so that's my d- just Vi- just Velveeta. Every, uh, well, every, she uses Velveeta and cheddar and stuff like that. But I, that everything can't. about your life is don't that make you gassy? Together now. I can't. Yeah, she no. might. We she totally might as well. Understand. She might as well get crap out the box. You grew up on Velveeta mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, but it tasted good. You thought it to did. you. I ain't gonna have y'all trash my mom. <laughs> <laughs> we not trash your mama. We trash your mama mac and cheese. My mac and cheese is fire, and I so why didn't you bring it to the Thanksgiving dinner? Because you said you already had it down. So that's why I made Can the sweet potatoes. Oh, uh, the sweet potatoes were lit. 
No, but listen, if, if your Mac is is fire, what you should have done is helped him. Like, I was at work one time. I worked. You could have told him. You, you were very excited about it. You posted about it. Everybody like was commenting about times. it. I you were super excited you were about excited. Mac and Weren't you at my Thanksgiving, too? No, he wasn't. No, but this is what I'm saying, Carmen. You, didn't, you didn't have to blast him in front of everybody. I, think I was. You, I didn't. You, I you, ate it and, you, I, and I smiled. Yes. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, as far as like giving him help, pointers, you didn't have to give him pointers in front of everybody. You, you could have texted me and be like, hey, inside. next time you make. Right, like I was at work one time when I used, uh, worked for a company. It was a lot. Of, um, <laughs> Fuck you. It, it was it was a lot of it was a lot of others. One of, there weren't a lot of black people in the office, and we had a potluck one time. And I um, this uh, black and Karen brought some. No, it's black girl. Karen made potato girl. salad. Becky, black girl, black girl. Um, you know, I have certain qualifications about eating at the, at the job at the potluck. I normally don't. Or eating it's, other people's cooking. Right. Or it's, I normally don't. If you got a cardigan full of cat hair, I'm not eating nothing you cook. <laughs> I'm not eating Amen. Amen. But, but she made the mac and cheese and she asked, she said, okay, Darrell, what do you think? I said, baby, come over here to the side. <laughs> um, and I said, honey, did you break up an egg and pour your little milk in there and, and do, season that and, and then pour it down? And I said, I know you cut this cheese with a knife. <laughs> you, you didn't use a grater. And I said, <laughs> it was macaroni with cheese. It was not macaroni and cheese. They weren't together. Like old black women, they yeah, have ma- so they have cheese running through every noodle every in noodle. the pan. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's different. And I, w- I was like, baby, you know, next time, just call me and we- or I'll come over and help you grate the cheese versus <laughs> cutting it with a knife. I grated the cheese. I made a roux with the egg it was good. and cheese sauce. It just wasn't soul. I know. It, didn't it was, ha- it, it it was, it was artisan it was- mac and cheese. Yeah, it wasn't black. It was it was like Whole Foods mac and cheese because for me, Whole Foods is the best non-black lady mac and cheese it, I've it, ever it does eaten. Exactly. No, Pret got nice black uh, mac Pret who? Pret. Stop eating at fake French eateries. <laughs> I oh, like you, it. You eat at the real one. Say <laughs> <laughs> um, that. But my, I, I, I do know how to make potato salad. That's good. You did. Do you know how to fry chicken? Yes, and I do know how to fry chicken. I, I know. I know how to do collard fried chicken. Have you had my fried chicken? Carmen, no. I got it. No, nobody can touch me when it comes to fried nobody chicken and potato salad. Let's, let's have a, chick, a chicken off. Let's well, you you <laughs> no, you ain't bringing no kitchen. He no no uh, more chicken from you. No, Daniel Stowe. No, first of all, let me tell you. No, 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 no. Let me tell this story. Let me tell this story. Daniel Stokes brought the spiciest habanero wings that he could find and burned everyone's booty hole up. Okay. If I will say, if you, have, if, if, if you have ever been invited to anything that Quentin is doing, he is an intense <laughs> individual. He will bother you all damn day at work and be like, "Make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. Make sure you show I'm up a this producer. time." And he will freak you the fuck out. So I was running late from work. One used to work at that trash ass place called Viacom. <laughs> he came from Viacom. I was on a budget, and he said, "Bring chicken wings." So. My late black ass ran to Buffalo Wild Wings. And I, 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 I was trying to text him. I that was wings. Mind you, it was it was it was election night, so we know how that night ended. So I, we was hyped. We about like Hillary, about to, Hillary about to win. So I'm just like I, I'm at, at, at Buffalo Wild Wings. Like oh shit, like I'm confused. Uh, um, yeah, those two flavors. I am so sorry that I got those mango habanero. And I wings. came late, and that's all that was available. Mango habanero. So they were sweet. They were sweet. So hot. Like it was an aftertaste hot though. Everyone everyone took hot. Shit that night and I feel so bad <laughs> to this day it and was like I dressed that sucking rice so it, much it, it, it was it was like 
Not only did Trump just win the nomination, but we got to think about it while we're sitting on the toilet. I'm bur- bleeding I'm, I'm out bur- of our boots. I'm burrowed we over a toilet. Like, we were I, sweating. No, like, I am so sorry. <laughs> I really do <laughs> apologize. It is an ongoing joke between us. It's like, horrible. they won't let me drop. Oh, I'm sorry. It was hard. a plague, so but no I chicken. But I didn't make them. <laughs> They were from you the float wild women. Okay. <laughs> right. I make some fire ass chicken. Okay. Okay. We just give Yo, us a Ohio, sample. Ohio just style. Give us a sample. I have had many, my family is from Valdosta, Georgia. Uh, okay. But I've had many a men who have tasted this chicken. Mm. Do they come back for more? Mm. Yeah. They do. Okay. Okay. I mean, that, that's, the, that's the confirmation for I like, got one anybody. now. Well, hello. Okay. Good morning. I mean, I think that's the comp- that's the that's the confirmation for people, especially me. I'm 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 sensitive about my cooking. I want it to be great, but I know that it's acceptable when the men in the family eat it and they want more and they keep requesting it each and every time. Or the man that I'm dating is just like, make sure you fix that. I right, cool. That's like that's how I know. Who's the man now? Are you yeah, single? Okay. Who you been texting? <laughs> I'm just having a little fun in the sun. Just making sure my 2018 lit, okay? Um, How lit is it? What's his name? Is it STD lit? Or STI? Because those, um, those are the curable ones. Hell yes. to the nah. Stop trying to play me. Why y'all coming for me? Be safe. Ain't is nobody... it because I'm the only female here? Is no. it because I'm a black woman? Did com- y'all feel like y'all need to come for me? No, everyone's coming for everyone. No, because I mean, I think I'm a little bit of, you know, a black lady. My mom got trash. My mom got trash. My mom's filled with mac and cheese. Y'all got, got something, trash. <laughs> so. y'all got something against black women. I don't appreciate Why, it. We all came from black women. So act like it. Ooh. Ooh. Well. So my dating life is copacetic. Okay, as you swirl your rosé, come on. Hello, good morning. Speaking of swirl. <sighs> Racism. Racism. <laughs> that was a good segue. Speaking that was beautiful. Speaking of swirl. I don't, I don't know if I'm in the mood to talk about racism. Could, I am. Okay. Darrell, take, take the mic. Lead us somewhere. This is my, okay, this is my thing. I um, posted the other day. I said, <laughs> um, dear white people. Such a good show. There is. I it is. Show. No, I, I love the, the show. show. I hated the movie. The movie was trash. I hated the movie. I can't watch beyond the first episode of the Netflix show. Watch it. It's good. It I like good. the show. S- Ten times Stick better than the it. movie. Stick to okay. it. Stick to it. The movie was shit. Hey, fun like, fact. Fun bad. fact. When I met uh, when I met my husband, uh, the book he was reading at the time was Dear White People. That's amazing. Wow. So he had, th- th- and he kept per- telling me to read it. I was like, I don't know. Perfect situation. You're fake as hell. Perfect situation. Your husband had already done some work. This is my. He did the research. I posted the other day. I said, White people, there is absolutely something that you can do google like you know, <laughs> stop like, asking me right and and, <laughs> and 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 a lot of people they think that it's redundant to have the conversation people get tired of having the conversation but you have to continue to have the conversation and you can't be happening you can't be tired of something you ain't never tried to do Ooh, right that's or, it. or had that's to deal post. with right and then and then you have to understand that they want you to tire out they want you to stop talking about it because it makes their work easier it makes mm-hmm. their they want legis- you to get over it. It, it makes their legislative work easier mm-hmm. it makes their financial tasks easier when you say their work who are you talking about? white people um, inside hand what right and and when i say white people i, I in mass the <laughs> yeah. ma- like the majority because i white I, fragility people even the people that seem to get it they have those sensitive moments where they're like wait we're all we're not all like that it's like yes 
Yes. We acknowledge no, that. No, my woke white friend, I love her. She doesn't even say shit. But she may comment on certain things, but it's just like she knows when to be silent about stuff because she yep. knows the yeah. deal. I agree. And, and, She's and, honorary black. And, and, mm, that don't work. Um, <laughs> no, my, my stepmom is a white, woke Jewish woman. She's well, really, she's a white, woke Jewish woman. She's not honorary black. She's a white, woke Jewish woman. But can let, she come to the cookout? She, oh, she, she can come to the cookout as long as she don't pop off no dumb shit. But I mean, like. No, she's not going to pop <laughs> off on no dumb no, shit. She's going to cook. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm not saying so, her. I'm saying anybody can come to the cookout as long as in the masses and stuff mm-hmm. but but i i think except it go- for the mass i think it goes back to what um <laughs> as far as what you said uh-huh. uh, white fragility i think it goes back to what one of my heroines jane elliott says all the she's time. a g she she said history is not taught correctly Amen. and and, oh, and, so and, true. and and for me i make certain assumptions all the time like uh about a month a month or two ago uh there were videos circulating about the percentage of the teaching force in this america that's like it's only five percent black and black male is like two percent right and Jesus. i like I, I didn't have right wow. te- i didn't have a connection to that and I, I assume that so many of my black friends have the experience that I did. From kindergarten to college, like 85 to 90% of my teachers were black. Wow. I did not have wow. a But you're from down south and the education, they need teachers down there. Right. So. I mean, and, and I, mean, I grew up, grew up in, in, not the ghetto, but I grew up in the hood. Mm-hmm. So neighborhood school, I think my second grade teacher was white. I remember my fifth grade teacher, of course, when I switched over to the school that was Jewish and, and white. You know. It, it was it was different, but I still, for the majority, have always been around blackness. I'm completely happy about that. But so like, the same way I make assumptions based upon how I've lived, they make assumptions too. It's just that their assumptions can sometimes equal out to legislative moves that kill me. Mm-hmm. Literally. I have a question about that. How do y'all feel about non-black people teaching black history? I, I to don't, black kids. I, I, I don't care as long as they are correct and as long as they know when to fall back. When I was in college, one of my favorite classes was uh my world history class um the teacher was latino and he set it up when we started covering certain sections of world history mm-hmm. he had experts like people with phds Ooh. wow he had them come in and teach that week of the class he like eastern european That's history powerful. like the, the history of like the russian empire oh. like egyptologists and stuff like that he had people come in wow. that were special what he, a rich experience you've had That's beautiful. listen i loved my college that's awesome um, I love and, and so he and he did that because he said i don't want to be the person to miss something mm. and then like you know make an assumption mm-hmm. as to how something's handled yeah. so i don't have a problem with people that are white teaching black kids as long as they understand like really like what they're teaching and they can speak well, the language of like my their husband teaches history mm-hmm. and i would say maybe a third of his students are african like mm-hmm. from africa, africa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should they um, teach he doesn't teach like black history per se mm-hmm. but he teaches history correctly like that's his mission right so he'll take a topic like you know, uh, Europe in like the four, I'm just making up stuff because mm-hmm. I really like Europe in like the 1400s. Mm-hmm. But he'll tie in, tie it into what's happened presently. Mm. So like in Europe, they have this huge thing where a lot of people from the African countries are migrating mm-hmm. into Europe, mm-hmm. and the United Nations essentially was like, "You guys colonized these areas and essentially broke up their economies. So you're yeah. responsible. You have to accept these people." Yeah. So he'll literally starting from day one mm-hmm. and walk them through oh, why okay. 
France is this way, why Spain is this mm. way. Right, and and that's a teaching style that is comprehensive more so than a teaching style that's associative, associative where you they, they can actually give the information back to you, right. paraphrase it, they know what happened yeah. versus yeah. them being able to recognize a chunk of text on a test and kind of deduce which answer might work because now you can take a class on how to take a test yeah. but it doesn't allow you to really take on the taking information. the information yeah. so right. I think that's great it's always important to know how things but my history right it was just like we had a book we had a test very you need so. to know specific facts so to pass I a didn't, test I didn't retain anything and there was very a lot of embarrassing moments dating this this damn history teacher where he'd be like wait you didn't know that mm-hmm. you didn't know your country did that yeah, yeah, people yeah. outside of like, America know so, so much. It's such so a world. Much. It's such a world out there that they learn so much about, which is amazing. And, and, and I kind of, in high school, it was my junior year, I had um, African-American history. I actually still have the book. I love the class so much. I Like, my mother had to pay for it. I was mm-hmm. like, I lost it, but I really, I just kept it. That's when I, that's when I, and when I went to see <coughs> Black Panther, I was like, oh my gosh, I did know about these women. I read about the women that were the, uh, Dahomeyan warriors that protected mm-hmm. the king. He didn't believe in having any man in his castle or his home overnight, so he trained those women. Wow. And they were amazing to the point when the French came and colonized, um, they actually started using the women. I first heard that story when I was in high school in my African-American history class. And when it, an African-American teacher. Yeah, but mm-hmm. she also taught, it was called, what's it called, Information Highway. Um, our tables had microphones on the table because she taught via satellite three oh. other classes. Wow. Ooh, look so at she, her. So she taught in, in, in her you classroom. Go to Get that check. I'm moving my child <laughs> right where he at. Exactly. <laughs> Dudley High School, Greensboro, North Carolina, Panther Pro. <laughs> so, I mean, I and she taught white children, and she didn't sugarcoat anything. She showed pictures of the chains, the the neck braces, the mouthpieces. I didn't she, see any of that stuff until I was an adult. Yeah. I, I oh, would no. say, at least for me, um, going back to like the trip to Alabama, like it was so eye-opening mm-hmm. how much I didn't even know. Like I, I spent most of my um, education growing up in Ohio, and then I, uh, my junior senior year of high school, uh, I was in Florida, and you know, Ohio and Florida are on two different spectrums when it comes to education. Yes, um, <laughs> and like Ohio's at the top, Florida's almost at the bottom. You just had but, to <laughs> make it clear. No, okay. we, but we, all of us, the group of us, we, we after we left, left the memorial, the museum, we were like, well, well, fuck, like we, that what is being taught in schools Hello. is literally a Disney story. Yeah, about. Yeah. You know slavery and like how we mm-hmm. were treated in this country, like post-slavery. Like it was like so eye-opening to the point where I was like, "Well, goddamn, I feel like I have I didn't learn shit in school." Mm-hmm. Right, and and I mean that happens, um, and a lot of people they feel like a certain way, like, "Oh my gosh, I don't if I if I don't know something." By now, I'm 38 years old. Child, if, if I didn't learn it, okay, what is the information now? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people shy away and they feel bad if they're ignorant of a particular topic. Nothing's wrong with not having information. The problem comes that the problem comes in when you're offered the information and you refuse it mm. based upon what you dealt with before. Oh, you want to so, debate about it and not take it in. Yeah, yeah that's right. my biggest and, issue. And 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 well, so, that was the past. No, no, right. The and past and, is the and sometimes it depends Hello. on it depends on who you're talking to, <laughs> how you present it. Like now with social media, so that I can stay out of Facebook jail. Um, <laughs> 
we got it. We're gonna talk about I, that a I, little bit. I have to say no comment. With, I have to say things a certain way, and a lot of times when I um, have certain conversations, especially around the time when I first started saying like you cannot do black people, and that, I, and that's and, why and, we're friends, Darrell. Like, like, yes, and you that, said that on a. <laughs> Darrell had this video where these people were dancing. It was, he was, it was doing a, commentary. It went viral. And I was like, who is this person? Yes. I don't know this person. I added him on Facebook. Yes. I sent him a Facebook message like, oh my God, your video just changed the course of my life. I was like, yo, life. that's that dude from the Soul video. You can't outdo black people. You can't outdo black people. I was just like saying, it. I was like, you can't outdo me because I'm black. I'm a Listen, black person. And, and you know, and it it. it and I, I had to explain to so many white people that it was it, me being pro-black does not negate your whiteness. People don't understand that. You know, and, and I've learned how to say things a certain way, a certain level of tact, because before it went from me talking to like a few hundred people on Facebook that I actually had come in contact with mm-hmm. right. to people in other countries, people in other parts of America, like all, just all kinds of things. And now when I have problems with certain people, <laughs> I will find... Whatever their group is, uh-huh. if you're white, if you're whatever, I will find someone that's of their group that does the work of teaching history correctly. Ooh. So now what I do is when a lot of people, for the majority, a lot of white people have a problem with how I talk about history. I just use that tactic. I yeah. just send like them educational. Shade. I just send them Jane Elliott clips because when a brown face is talking to them, they are listening through the filter of incorrect history yeah. so they're already on edge right they already they're think, defensive they already they're already, they already think yeah. you mad so i've started doing that and i also give people history you cannot argue with history there was a woman it's named facts. um facts joy there's a woman named joy leary she's a phd she has like a doctor and two masters and she um authored post-traumatic, post-traumatic slavery syndrome mm. which i have right and and there and and <laughs> I, I found no out, i do I, I found i found out about her i need to order i found out about her because people were circulating this little four minute clip of her this lecture she gave in London in like in 2008 or something mm-hmm. and I was like there has to be more does anyone have the link yeah. for the full and someone sent me the link it's like an hour and 20 minute lecture where she breaks down the pseudoscience of classifying race because that was rooted in mm-hmm. uh, um, chattel slavery with Europe into colonization mm-hmm. uh-huh. she, she breaks which is explained in the Smithsonian Museum yeah yeah. Um, have you she, went? Have you gone to it yeah I went I went, I went once oh, and I, and I, I need to go, oh my God, I, need to go I need to go again I literally felt Damn, like I was I in heaven. Like when I walked in the building, I felt like the oxygen was richer. The, the, yes. Like I'm, like, I'm like, are they pumping in some black oxygen? It was just beautiful. It was all like the way when around. you walk in and you see that big like uh the, the text. The pillars. Yeah. yeah. And you just like I literally stood there for like 30 minutes. They put Lowry's in the listen, air filter. Listen, my 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 <laughs> my friend and I, we literally when we were walking in in certain sections, we literally like. Like you take a deeper and you can't believe like I'm looking at this particular artifact. When listen, when I walked by Leontine Price's dress, I was like, yes. Then I went by Marion Anderson's dress, I was like, yes. They have the Parliament Funkadelic ship. Yeah. Yeah. They have the space. When you walk into is is it the third floor on like black entertainment stuff? They have Chuck Berry's red. Oh, I didn't get to that floor. It was convertible so much. And I didn't I, have time and, to get. And, I didn't take it all in. I didn't even go to Emmett Till's. Uh, I didn't. Either. I didn't get to go because of, uh, my friend Stacey and I. We, so we were. We were coming back from. That's why we couldn't see. We were coming back from North Carolina. We stayed in Richmond that night, uh-huh. and then she said we're going to get up super early. You can log on at like six a.m. That's and what we get, did. Like, we got those rush tickets and get day up tickets. So we only had two and a half hours. The wait for the lower level was forty-five minutes. So we were like, we can't. 
wait 45 minutes and then you're gonna need it took over me an hour four yeah. hours to go through it yeah, yeah it took me about three hours and i still didn't get i still got like two more floors i gotta do and i gotta do the Intel experience yeah too. and i mean and i i knew in my head that i was gonna see it over and over every time i go to dc i go to the smithsonian's my friends don't want to go Whoa. no one wants to go with me and myself. yeah it's so much <sighs> But I but go but, but I, I want to go. But I, I like to it's give people, I like to no, give people information, and I tell people all the time, especially when you're when I'm debating with people, and it's not that I'm uppity or an elitist or anything, but I tell people, well, you do have taste. <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> no, I, I I tell people, darling, if you have not had at least darling, a 100 level, elitist. if you have not had a 100 level history humanities situation, if you have not had like intro to psychology, if you have not had intro to sociology, if you haven't had some of these classes, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that you got to have four or five degrees, but if you haven't had this information, like about I, you, like, about like, yourself, right? Like I explained, I can't, uh, Carl von Linnaeus, is that his name? The doctor who studied on black women and he became the person who started the early days of, uh, gynecological gynecological Uh research because back in the day you could not obtain a cadaver so late at night they would go dig up bodies like they were newly um, buried and like if the ground was still soft they would dig them up and work on that but he started by working on female slaves and he would tie them to the table Mm -hmm. and he would cut into their bodies with no anesthesia nothing nothing, because he felt that they were animals and they could deal with the pain Mm -hmm. and there was what the actual forcep what is the item that they use to give y'all the path forceps that that wind you up okay that yeah, that was the, 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 the ori- <laughs> Daniel Stewart the motion <laughs> right. opening and closing right while licking his tongue. The the original I mean, like licking his lips. <laughs> I've never the, touched a vagina. The original tool he used. Gold star. <laughs> Platinum. You need to go ahead. I'm jealous. But the original tool that he used that that he used to work into like gynecological study, he used the tool on babies to perform perform like some kind of Mm -hmm. lobotomy, and he would drive it into their skulls. 100% fatality rate. Of course, you're driving something into the skull of a baby. So if people don't have that information, no, I'm angry. Like if people don't have that information cycling within their body, that's why. Uh, Baldwin said to be a black person in America and to be aware and to be conscious you are almost always enraged everything that you see makes you upset that's why when I went to see I'm not your negro I didn't expect to learn a lot about a lot about Baldwin that that I didn't know it's good like I knew, I knew quite it was a bit some of, things that you know, but then there's some things that's just like, oh, I knew this, but I didn't know this was right. Going I might on. watch that tonight. Right, and what I didn't know was why he went to Europe because I was like, I understood why performing artists went to Europe so that they could earn a living and make money. But he left because he said I felt the imminent danger around me all the time. He said Damn. they they had killed Malcolm, they had mm-hmm. killed Martin. He said I felt like they were always coming for me. So he said I had to leave so I could be at peace and I can write. So we have his writings now because he left America. Because he was afraid, you know. So can I say I a, this? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I have a question, kind of jumping off that. I've had this conversation with a few of my uh, black friends a lot recently. Do you feel that, like, the older you've gotten, the like, how do I say this correctly? The less you want to fuck with white people. Ooh. Now, now I, I know that's a topic that's going into another thing. That's yeah. That's the other I, well, I, let's go. Let's go there. <laughs> that's the segue. I will honestly say. I just wanted to talk about Okay, we bring it back Carmen. Okay, goddamn right. podcast. Right, right, right before I lose it. Um, um, my train of thought. I whenever I write things, I will always say in mass, E N M A S S E. 
in mass because I don't want to be that person to have to say, I know that all white people are not bad. But I do echo the sentiment of Sister Soldier. She was on Donahue years ago. She said, where are all these good white people? I want to meet them. Where are all the good white people Damn. that are, fight, that are fighting that yeah. are fighting the legislative powers that destroy us? She said, where are all the, these good white people? Um, and I realize I don't and and I'll take it further from the humanist perspective. I don't want to I don't want to fuck with anybody that is not loving. I don't want to fuck with anybody that's not peaceful. I don't want to fuck with anybody that doesn't have self-control like all of those things. I like being in like good conversations with people, but honestly, as I have looked at the history of this nation, it's not that I'm unsettled or nervous or uncomfortable, but there are times, there are times that I do not feel like I can sit back and relax if I'm the only black person in a room of a hundred white people. Because there is oh. there is so much that you have to filter. Okay, is the joke gonna get insensitive? Mm-hmm. Or you know, it, are they not gonna get who I am? Am I angry? Right. Um, like and, and I mean just like cultural things that make you feel safe or like right. you belong. When I used to work um in one of the development offices for one of the um huge artistic companies in America, um one night we were about to get off and it was it was almost nine o'clock and um they were like um six minutes no that we would count down from um 9 50 from 8 50 to nine o'clock we'd be like 10 minutes nine minutes and they were like six minutes and i started going dougie fresh you're on uh, uh, on <laughs> nobody in the office got the dougie fresh <laughs> reference they never do i was like never do. i was like you be the damn. only one like <laughs> damn but then they then they would expect you to explain know everything it. about them and, 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 and that's what i want to i'm sorry no I'm, I'm talking so much but i'm getting so excited and um another thing what you said fucking people okay where i work at now we were talking about old musicals and i think it's mame the the musical and i didn't I've, I've never seen it. I don't know it. And I so, wait, Maine? Maine. Maine. Like M A M E? Like the state? No, Maine. M A M E. Like, have you ever seen the clip of like Mame? B. Arthur and Lucille Ball singing Bosom Buddies? Sure. No. It's from that. I think it's from that movie. But the, the older guy in the office, older, white, gay male, he was like, You've never seen Maine? I said, No. I might have to revoke your gay card. I said you're not going to revoke anything. But have you seen The Wiz? Ooh. Have you seen Crooklyn? <laughs> that's that's Ooh. exactly that's exactly what I told him. I said, can you quote me anything from The Women of Rooster Place? I said, can you Come quote on. me anything from The Color Purple? I said, can you give me any information about people who are specific from like the Harlem? <laughs> like literally, I know the hand movement was never part Monkey Dada. Rupert's <laughs> having a hard time understanding that this is a podcast, so it's non-verbal comedy. <laughs> right, isn't really registering, so we're having to like you doing you and me. So so yeah, I, I I do I do as I get older and I look at the news and I look at this uh, administration, I do realize that not that I don't want to fuck with me. It's for me. It's sometimes I go in with a heavy heart because I'm I have to filter and keep myself calm because I just I expect something to go wrong. I just want Carmen to get um, in. Real quick. Okay, just sorry, boo. <laughs> thank you. I'm so patient because I'm a woman. But um, <laughs> no, but being being in education and working with kids, especially inner city inner city youth, um, I think about the public educational system, and so the only time like. The only time 
kids, especially black kids, they can see something in history that relates to them is when they talk about slavery and the Harlem Renaissance. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's always towards the end of the school year. So you only get brushed past that. So people worry about, like, why aren't the kids learning this much, gaining this in, blah, blah, blah. Because they cannot relate to half the shit you're talking about. They, mm-hmm. If these people don't look like them, why would they even care about the knowledge that's, that they're learning? Yeah. So then as, as I'm getting older, I'm looking at, well, why is it like that? Why? Even though we built this whole country. Mm-hmm. For free. Why, exactly. Why don't we learn as much about this information as we should? They have museums and everything Let me tell you something. When I found out about Hidden Figures and I was in my goddamn 30s yes. and you know about those three yes. women, yes. I wanted to go back to Nashville Hello. and find every history teacher Hello. I had. But and why slap them. Fuck didn't and, you tell me about and, that? And that's, and that's the Western education that is in these public schools right now. Right. And then with the, along with Hidden Figures, I was shocked to find out about the woman. I can't remember her name, but she... Um, she became big in the Navy because she built the program to design battleships. They, <gasps> they came, I can't remember her name, but she came out because of all the information coming out about hidden figures. Mm-hmm. But they came to her and they said, I understand you know this program that designs ships. The government has given us two months. We can give you 30 days. She did Ooh. it in 17 hours. Baby. Cause black 17, and beautiful. 17 hours. She Designed the ship, re- streamlined how like moving. When, her, when is her movie coming out? <laughs> Child, we they only gonna green light, but so much now they. <laughs> but they, no, 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 it's changing because they know black people are showing up to the movie theaters. Yo, I, and this the thing is, is, I went to a I went to a, brute, a brunch called Bougie Brunch, and my friend, um, she runs it like with some other um, high tech executives. They work for these big top companies. But you come around all these women who are like hidden figures mm-hmm. who work for BET, Google, and everything that are really doing. stuff Stuff, but you don't mm-hmm. you, you don't, don't really hear about them you don't know about it about you know what it. i mean you hear about but, the old white man exactly in a chair but it but it's like that's why it's so important for us to put promote ourselves to support mm-hmm. ourselves so even like i'm gonna say this I'm, I'm i know i'm getting off topic the tyler perry situation right mm-hmm. i do not Ooh. like him like Ooh. he annoys me but really? i still watch his movies and i still don't watch his how just do because, you sit through the whole movie Ooh. just because he's black Nah, just because he's enough. black and, and I support. I mean, how many people do you have in that? Like, how many people do we have as representation who are doing that? I mean, but I would like it to and be good. I mean, I would like it to be that he has he has some good ones, but I cannot stand. I Can hate his writing. Them? A family that prays. Three was it? Three little girls. Three little girls. No, mm-hmm. My daddy's little girls. Daddy's little girls. Family that prays. Mm-hmm. That's what I got Make going. This so the last far. time you bring mm-hmm. up Tyler Perry in the podcast. So what I'm saying is, <laughs> but what I what, what I am saying is though that we we need more representation. Thank it starts more, with man. us. It starts with you know who we have and everything. But because we don't have that many, it's just like we still got to continue to promote. Right, and and, Period. And, and and this is what I've been... we don't have that this as was, much as white people. We can name a bunch of white directors, writers, and everything. I can't. I don't, right? I don't even know white celebrities. They be like, I be like, Kate who? <laughs> I be like, Winslet or who? <laughs> Wait a minute, which one? You know the game where you use your phone? Oh, and heads yeah, up, heads, up, up. heads up. I got that. Whenever they do celebrities, I be like, I'm out. Because I, I don't know these people. And in turn, they don't know about us. When I when I worked for another company. We don't know. They don't when I worked know. for another company that sold uh, Broadway tickets. I don't want to call a fuck name. I was, I was, talk, <laughs> I, I was talking one day. I already know. I was talking one day and I mentioned um, Gabrielle Union. And the the my white co-workers did not know who she was until I said she was in Bring It On. Oh, you know, like God, or, or I was like, she, she was uh, the sister in Bad Boys too, you know. And what I've been focused on here lately is wondering, they know and they don't. How, how can our blackness become systemic? 
the problem is we have sat under systemic power like for so long if if, if you step if you stomp on my toe i'm sorry I'm no, no, no 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 i'm no i'm, I'm giving oh. you an example if, you, if, <laughs> if, if 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 you stomp on my toe i'm gonna say shit <laughs> the stomp on my toe affected my nervous system it hurt so my learned behavior is to cuss to get that off mm-hmm. that's a system if you hold if, if you hold your wrist too hard get a little pain Circulation might get a little off. If you lay on your arm the wrong way in bed, you know, when you booed up. I hate trying to sleep booed up. When <laughs> oh you booed God. up and they, and they lay on. Oh, we don't do that anymore. Be- because it's like, get on your side of Because the bed. it's a system. So I've been figuring out how can blackness be systemic? Um, because everything around us is a system. Paying taxes, but the taxes don't go to the neighborhood in Hello. New York. Hello. I, I remember one day I was on I was on um like eighty something Cynthia Nixon. Eighty something oh girl. Eighty something <laughs> seventy something street and there was it was upper west side and there was a man who had the metal stick with the little flat thing. He was getting gum off the sidewalk on the upper west side. And I turned around and videoed it and sent it to some of my friends that don't live here. I was like this man has on a city uniform and he is scraping up gum oh off the sidewalk. And there are parts of Brooklyn, the Bronx, all that kind of stuff. They can't even get receptacles on the corner. Hmm. They can't even get trash cans on the corner. Hmm. And people who live under certain conditions, I used to see it all the time. They're not going to f- walk three more blocks to throw it in, in a trash can. That's just human behavior. They're going to throw it on the street. Yeah. Well, I, just, you know, I saw someone in Harlem and we have receptacles. He was on a bike so drinking. Ugh like a Gatorade, the bottle was empty, stopped his bike. Literally, there's a trash can on the sidewalk. All I had to do was like, get the bike on the sidewalk. And throw it. He neatly places it in the middle of the street and impels for it. I oh was like... Oh my God. Littering is like I'm, a sin black. to me. Oh, Littering is a sin. I can't. <laughs> I can't take it. That, that I wanted to roll down me. the window, but like, you can't do that. Don't do that. That, that is a sin. Littering is a sin, but that shit, he just did. Listen, I feel like people that do that... Girl, you okay? <laughs> Mother tan up the set. I feel like I feel like people that litter I'm take this whiskey gin away from Listen, you. Listen, this Julio Genesis is tequila. I feel like people who litter and throw like oh, things damn, out of the car window or bottle. people who won't walk their trash to the corner. I feel like they don't wash their toilet. I feel like they I feel like they bathtub. They probably don't wash their ass. Right. Oh, don't wash it well. You know what I'm saying? You, you gotta do get it. In there. Hit it. Get hit it at one. There. That that first time is to break it up. Oh. Then you go over again. <laughs> oh, Come on, courtesy flush. I, three times. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, what y'all be eating? Never mind. <laughs> uh, don't bring that up because you literally. Fiber. <laughs> really? Fiber had, really? I had to sage the bathroom when I got here. Really? Listen. Little sage in the bathroom, Carmen. It was chicken parmesan from Juniors. You blew it Ooh, up. From Juniors? <laughs> Those are two. Mid- Midtown or Brooklyn? I ain't never Midtown. needed to put uh. two candles in the bathroom before. <laughs> Not juniors in Midtown. It's Carmen, you know natural. better. I didn't have. I didn't eat all day. Uh, that was my no. Lunch. Uh, no. Why would y'all put that on the podcast? This trash is family talk. This is no, y'all trash. This is family talk. This is not safe space. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, drag us. Drag us, sis. Drag us. We're talking about my chicken wings. <laughs> Listen. That was hard for me to get. That was two years ago almost. I'm still traumatized. <laughs> well, I'm traumatized because of Trump. You traumatized. I'm traumatized. <laughs> I can smell your asshole still trying oh. to <laughs> You'll kiss it later, don't worry. Uh, Next. Not yours, someone Rose. else's. Don't worry, y'all finna switch all, after this podcast. All that sage don't worry. And uh-uh. <laughs> so, so disgusting. What was the uh, main advantage of going to a HBCU? Because I Ooh. I didn't go to HBCU and years later I regret it. 
I, I, I regret I, it. I, can, I, I, I really am also. envious you didn't go of to my HBCUs? friends. No, I went to school in Miami, Florida. So, was, dude, you say down the street from two HBCUs, and you didn't go. Hold on. I'm sorry. Can I, can, well, first of finish, all, finish. I was uprooted from my comfortable life in Ohio, dragged to Florida. His parents had money. He was dragged. Dra- dragged. Was dragged. <clears throat> so I knew nothing about like the school system in Florida. I was an angry, pissed off, angsty teenager who was like, eh. you know, like how white people be, but I'm not white. Right. Um, so sure? I was like, shut you, up, mom. Fuck you. Literally <laughs> like, I hate you. I hate Ugh. you, mom. Ugh. Mom, you're such a cunt. Mom, you're yes. dumb bitch. Ugh. And like oh, my parents were just like, well, daddy. So I like knew nothing about like any of the schools and the schools that I liked, my parents didn't like and the schools that my parents liked, I didn't like. So I ended up going to a school in Miami, Florida. And this is so sad to say, I only found out about it because Chris Brown filmed a music oh. video there. Oh. For the kiss, Jesus. for the kiss kiss oh. music video with T Pain, um, oh. and it was the one school me and my parents loved. I wanted to go to FSU, but it was a party school because Barbara Walters blew up my spot and was like, "FSU is <laughs> a party school." Um, <laughs> but it was great. It was just like a lot. It was a lot of you know, largely Hispanic community, mm-hmm. but there was um, I don't know if I'm getting it right. Pan- it's Pan Hellenic, the like non-black like Greek organizations. And then there's, Pan- there's like the, the Greek, the Panhellenic. I thought that that's was Greek. the Greek. Maybe that's I don't, because there's like there's like the normal one where like Betty what? and them, and then there's like the like Panhellenic the Divine what Nine. What the fuck are you guys talking? Fraternities? Yeah, fraternities. Like okay. yeah, so like we did have a presence <laughs> there. Um, it was very small. That's small. Yeah, I actually that, dated that, that shit did someone who was in For, one of them. I should, it doesn't go beyond. Um, that shit don't go. Well, beyond I undergrad. went to uh, Loyola. I'm just gonna call him out because I really have anger towards them. Um, I was there. There was a black presence on campus. Like, it did have a lot of black friends, but it was literally mm-hmm. like, we really got to band together and mm-hmm. support each other because we're out here and these people don't understand us. I had teachers that, and this wasn't mm-hmm. every teacher. I did have some really great teachers. So don't assume that Loyola overall is like a shitty school. Don't come for me. Don't mm-hmm, try to sue mm-hmm, me because my mm-hmm. coins are mine. I'm not going to. I'm not going to part with <laughs> no. Um, but I had teachers that didn't understand me or chose not to understand me based on my skin color. Really? I had teachers that wanted to fail me just because. What? Uh, in fact, when I was in grad school, I went to the school that I went to Chicago. I had one teacher. I, we could not figure out what her problem was. She literally gave me an F. The head of the department confronted her and was like, what? This isn't all the other teachers really like Quentin. What is going on? Like, right. he would have dropped the, he would have rather dropped the class or would have come to, to take an F. Yeah. Right. You have to prove why you're giving an F. I've turned in every assignment. Wow. She's graded. I've given all the presentations, stuff like that. She couldn't articulate why she didn't like me. Now, let me put this into context. I came from a white high school, so I already knew how. The so system how that worked. worked. You knew how to navigate it. Mm-hmm. So part of the reason why I didn't go to HBCU because I thought, oh, I feel like I will be too comfortable there. Mm. Like I want to yeah. like challenge or whatever, and I wanted to meet different mm-hmm. types of people. Mm-hmm. Also, my uh, high school would invite colleges to come. You know, like mm-hmm. college, like and there was college never fair or yeah like college that. fairs, yeah. but we would have like a college fair like once every two weeks. Yeah, no, not no one was at HBCU. There was, no, there was wow. no one. Like I feel like if I had a few people from TSU, Ooh. from other HBCUs mm-hmm. or whatever, say hey, this is the experience that we can give you. I would have applied to yeah. some. Yeah. I didn't apply to any HBCUs. So um, I'm in college or whatever, and I'm just like 
constantly angry, constantly bat- tired of yeah. arguing with teachers. Yeah. Uh, we would have an assignment. I would give my ticket, and I like had like a, you know, I'm in a creative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing a book report on a play that you saw, and you're doing it from a perspective of a young black person, and mm-hmm. they don't even have the context to understand where you're coming exactly. from. Wow. Like, what is it's, this? it's all lost you on them. You don't sound intelligent, wow. you know? And they fail. Or, mm, this is trash. You know, when I go see an art exhibit, like, we had to write uh, 150 word uh, articles because it was a journalism uh, mm-hmm. department on art exhibits. And I say, mm-hmm. I didn't, this exhibit didn't, <laughs> this exhibit didn't talk to me. Why is my experience as a black journalist? less than my counterparts this is because i'm the only black student here and you don't mm-hmm. absolutely that, you know that, that's what it is and whether they are doing it from a place of being malevolent or they're complicit or they're just completely ignorant of it you are still disservice for me the thing that i loved the most about being at hbcu is the given was that we black and it's just it's just like if we're in a social setting here in new york and everybody you walk in everybody's black there is for the majority there was a through line yep that mm-hmm. we all bla- you know you, hey what's up you, what's you, you feel like you, family right it's like so, the black but nod. that's why the group i had in college and carmen that's how i met carmen through a friend in that group mm-hmm. was that i knew that if i couldn't go home for thanksgiving i always had somewhere mm-hmm. to go yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah like their mama became my mama their aunts became my aunt mm-hmm. like yeah. i have a lot of aunts that yeah. people realize like oh this is actually your friend's aunt like yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. there was a certain level of protection I had yeah. and safety in the mm-hmm. small group of friends that I had. Yeah. You and, know? Yeah. And, 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 what I, love and I, I, I felt, I felt that if you're, you're, if you're a person of color, the HBCU, HBCU experience girds you as far as like dealing with the world, Hello. Be- because I was taught to recognize and understand how the world was going to treat me as a professional artist that was black. And I didn't get that. Listen, I um, did not get that. Ooh, Listen, in, in my um in, in my uh voice class, my junior year acting, we had a teacher that was white. And he was teaching us Cockney accents and British accents and uh, perceived resonance. Um, and we were approaching everything with IPA from a Eurocentric perspective. My department chair pulled him into an, a meeting and she said, you need to work on West Indian uh, accents. You need to work on African accents. They need to know the full spectrum. But we here at North Carolina A&T train our students to look at art through their blackness, the centrality of their way, their race. So we, we, you're not gonna have a senior project on the seagull. You're not mm. gonna have a senior project on Ibsen. Canterbury Tales. Right. Listen, and 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 and, 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 and in, in, in reference to black art, we talked about more than August Wilson because if all of my friends that are black that went to uh, the PWIs for their acting training, in whenever it got to black theater, August Wilson, August Wilson, August yep, Wilson. that's all I know. Now, is August Wilson. He is an amazing artist, but he a, ain't the only a one. Genius. I love there are more. And in, in in my program, one of my professors, I love her to death. She's the person that really pushed me to understand research and really being a scholar and backing up what you say and looking at things through the eye of history. She uh, gave to the acquisitions department in the library. She told them to purchase a membership to the Black Drama Database. Mm-hmm. So that coincides with mm-hmm. the anthology that she used to teach our yep. black. Um, black drama class yeah. right. it covered like the mid 1800s up to present mm-hmm. day I think it covers like maybe the 60s and then she taught on her own what the book didn't cover like right. into the 21st century mm-hmm. um, and my my 
colleagues, counterparts that went to schools that were not HBCU. I'm speaking as an artist, acting trained. Right. They don't know. I, I was doing a reading for a friend of mine who got her master's at NYU. Um, there was a guy in the cast. We were working on it. And he has a really deep voice. Uh-huh. And he started talking. I said, come on, Paul Robeson. Right. And this young, <laughs> this young black girl yeah. that had just graduated from NYU with her BFA in acting. She was like, oh, my. Wait, who's Paul Robeson? This whole cast of about nine black people, we mm. got really quiet. Mm. And then I was nominated to be the person to explain to her who Paul Robeson was. Of course, was. The you nominated yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. Every, everybody's like, you have that soothing. Every, every, voice. Everybody was like, uh, 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 Darrell, help her out. That's how. I, 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 I was <laughs> also, Fix it, Jesus. I was also doing a show um, mm-hmm. in Atlanta in 2010. Um, we were doing Black Nativity, and this girl came up to me in the cast. Now, she has an MFA. She can she can walk into a school, be hired as a professor, and gr- make right. good coin. Yeah, I just have my undergraduate degree. I don't have a, a master's yet. And she came to me. She was like, "Hey, can I borrow some of your plays? You know, stuff like that." And I was like, "I was like, yeah, girl, but why?" And she was like, "I don't have a single monologue." She was like, "I don't have a single monologue from a black work. I don't have any. I don't. I don't have a single black female. She ain't had no Rose. She ain't had nobody from August wow. Wilson. She didn't have anything." She no, said, "My program. She said my program taught me how to be a cookie cutter artist, leaning more toward cookie cutter white girl." And I said, "Yeah, I know." And she said, "Wait, how could you recognize?" I said, "Because you don't deal well with black audiences." For the majority of black audience is going to be verbal. Right. Yeah. They're going to talk to you. They're going to talk off. at you. They're going to give the artist some yeah, instruction. Uh-huh. I, I mean, even, even, <laughs> even, I, I've, even, even more refined black audience is going to respond mm-hmm. differently. Right. And she didn't understand uh, the rise. Okay. You know, Carmen, you understand if, if you make a joke and the audience is laughing. You don't wait until they completely stop laughing to come back in with your with your next line, right? Because black people can laugh for a while. You got to know how to grab that attention. And 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 it's it's, it's, keep going. It's like as the energy is declining, you know when to come back in so that you don't break the pace of. I said, darling, you don't do that. I said you struggle with that quite a bit. She she didn't know how to come back in. She was used to an audience sitting there, taking the entire show in and clapping. It's like the a back. Catholic church versus right. a Baptist church, right? <laughs> you know, so I, I feel facts. like I feel like going to HBCU. It was much more of a family situation. Listen, yes. my, my professors fed us if we were hungry. Yes, they bought books. Yes, one of my professors, um, my senior year, she paid my phone bill because I was broke. Goddamn, and my phone bill was like two hundred ninety some dollars. She slid me a good old. She slid me a good old check. She was like, "Take this to Sprint and pay." I was like, "I can't pay Sprint with your check." She was like, "No, honey, go to the kiosk, and the machine will fill up." And she was like, "Just pay, pay me when you can." Wow. So it was it was a different situation, and it's funny. The kids that went to another school across campus, uh-huh. they were jealous that, well, not particularly jealous. They didn't they didn't understand that we had an open door policy. And if you wanted to talk to your professor, whether it was their office hours or not, if they were in their office, you could sit down and go talk to them. You didn't have to email them for a meeting. You didn't have to call them and say, when can we talk? You know, you could just go and open up. So how did you feel? So I'm sorry, I got to move this line because we were already 90. You talk too much. That's your problem. I'll be excited. I'll be excited. But notice I'm not stopping him because he's it's, speaking it's truth true. and also his schedule is very wonky so I don't know next time he's going to be on this podcast <laughs> it'd be them Saturdays anyway no well the podcast is not going to be on Saturdays anymore yes I started okay. improv class um <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm trying to get this sitcom let money. him live let Listen. him grow thank you for understanding that All right, we'll talk um, about HBCU how do you later. feel about Beyonce's tribute to the HBCUs 
at I, Coachella because okay. you were throwing all types of shade when I was no. on. You were throwing shade. I didn't see that. No, listen. Let, 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 I respect it. Let, let, let me say, Ooh, I have thrown my fair sh- amount of shade at Beyonce, but I didn't throw shade at her for her performance there. I threw shade at the people who went across the line and said she's the greatest performer of all time and said she's greater than Michael Jackson. And I don't do that bullshit. I don't compare people from different generations. I would uh-huh. never compare Ariana Grande to to Mariah Carey. I would never compare anyone from uh, the hip-hop swing to the people in 80s R&B and stuff like that. It's different generations. They all paved the way. Uh-huh. Like Whitney said in an interview one time, she said there'll never be another Aretha. There'll never be another Barbara Streisand. There'll never be another me because she understood where people fit in. Right. I... It, it wasn't anything new to me. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Greensboro, North Carolina. We had, uh, our band had the Pantherettes. Right. Basically, what you saw at Coachella, that's what mm-hmm. I saw every Friday. Yeah. Can you imagine someone diamonds. like me who didn't get that experience, <laughs> no. how excited I was, no. and how... I like cried myself to sleep because I didn't go to an HBCU. No, but and you got every reference. And I, I put did. sugar and butter on my grits. <laughs> Listen, no, I <laughs> me no, too, sis. I, no, I I got it. it. It was great. I love what she did. My shade was thrown at the people uh-huh. who just two weeks before on social media were talking about the HBCU versus the PWI and saying I want to be oh, more I prepared for. The, I want to be more. Pre- oh, this has been an ongoing conversation for years. What? I want to be more prepared for the world, and I feel like the HBCU. You won't really yeah, make no. HBCU won't no, a, prepare you because a lot of people say that and and all black versus all so, white. So 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 no. my shade was thrown at that, and some of my shade was also thrown. Why are your nails so shiny? Because I just got a manicure, honey. That's um, why he was late. Go ahead. No, that one why I was late. I was late because New York people don't give you the whole address, and you got to scrounge all through the town to figure out where people live at. But anyway, Google Maps. Um, but okay. Um, well, but I will say on Google Maps when I put it in, it said it was in. Jersey. It gave me New Jersey. You know, was, you know he don't say New Jersey though, right? I know that. I know. Uh, You've been in my then, house before. Okay, but then you talked but, about did moving. Did you Google here before? But then he talked about moving. So I was like, but well, it's the same address. Move. But they, it's also New York, honey. People will move from the Bronx to Brooklyn true. from Monday to in Sunday. A month, right. Um, so so we digress. So okay, so so, <laughs> so your shade. I, I loved it. My shade is rooted in quite a few things. Um please don't get into all of it. Well, I'm just gonna give you one. You okay, asked. Okay. Okay, one one of them is I <laughs> I kinda sorta have a problem with how black women in the HBCU band, how the dance girls, they have to, I mean, the leg up to the air and your, for lack of a better word, cooch is presented to the audience. Like sometimes I just don't feel like that is empowering a lot of times because I've, I grew up going to the, going to the game. So much comes out of the audience, like men yelling, saying stuff. And the women are really, looked at as objects i don't really understand why the leg up to your ear and you like in a like a promenade turning around and then you got to fall to the floor in a split you're showing they're showing technique they're not showing the cooch no but they're they're actually not showing technique because according to like basic dance technique if you're gonna do a bot mind the leg is gonna gonna come up here like and not not, i'm not saying the ballet is the only dance form but that sometimes if you just in dance you call it geech in the leg up like I mean, it's it's cute, but it's not like particular technique. If you can give me a developer or a bottom and it's up and your, your alignment is great, your standing leg is at turnout, all that kind of stuff, and it's it's healthy for you. Because really, when people dance incorrectly, they got knee knee replacements, hip replacements. <laughs> so for me, it's a, it's so for, you're saying that they're not they're doing it incorrectly if they should. This is so off topic. We got to bring it. It's not off topic because it's go, it's it's in line with Coachella and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So none of my shade was, <laughs> none of my shade was directly to okay. Beyonce. My shade in the past has been with Beyonce taking people's intellectual property 
and I the, concur. Doing, doing the, and the ultimate. She's good for you. She's YouTube a sponge. Search. And and the ultimate. No, no, not a, no, no, not a no, not not a sponge in the sense of like she. No, she's just taking. Right, taking, and and, and a, a, a lot of people. It's more like a leech. A, a, a lot I don't of, think a, she's taking. I think she's a, a appreciating. No, a, a lot of people. A lot of people have argued me down. Argued me down. No, she's not. But the the complete the complete testament to what love. what she and her team slipped up on. I'll say slipped up was when she had to have the countdown video removed because she took Diana DeKeersmacher's choreography and staging and costume perspective and put it in that countdown video. And all she had to do was get the rights. Exactly. Right. And 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 Diana DeKeersmacher, she said, I love that she's giving my work to a brand new generation. That choreography is years old. She said, but she said, and I quote, she said her team had to know the legal issue of taking my work and just doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I love her, but I, I have, I've heard a lot of these different instances and seen it. I feel like I wish she would just... If you give, don't give, talk give, give, into this goddamn sorry, mic... Sorry, I'm sorry. That's why you have headphones on, so you can hear yourself. I hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, as I was saying... Can you hear me, Quentin? Yeah. All right. I agree on this, the statements that Beyonce kind of has taken a lot from other you know, maybe not well-known people or to the mainstream and made it her own in a sense, but not really her own. I wish she would maybe just like, please give a shout out. Be like, you know what? Thank you, this person. Thank you, that person. It would have been great post Coachella for her to like give a shout out or like do maybe a piece with a newspaper or something to say like, these are all these different elements that like I kind of took from and like, in my perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean. To give to give that nod. Okay, we're done. We can't talk about this anymore. <laughs> um <laughs> That's why every work, time I try to say something. Working while black. Ooh. I'm very black at work. I'm very black at work. To the I, point where it's gone back to me that certain co-workers... Well, actually, one specific guy made a comment about not liking my presence in the office. So I'm just waiting for him to slip up and say something. Is this something that your new place or that old... It's the new place. place. Ooh, oh, new, new place. place. Don't give me in trouble. I Make signed something. So I can't talk about the old place. Oh, I didn't say the name, but I got money from that. <laughs> Let's pay for all this podcasting yes. equipment. Come on, coins. <laughs> yes, case. But uh, yeah, it's difficult being the only black person in a room, especially when you're handling creative stuff, especially when you're handling uh, at the network I'm at. We had a show. We have a show called The Shy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so yes. being someone who's lived in Chicago for like 70 years, I felt obligated to attach myself to the project mm-hmm. um and it was just it was a weird did they experience. have all white people on it who was probably disconnected from it oh please don't say that I, when i tell you when i went to the interview and they were like you're hired that happened but uh mm-hmm. also my before i even hr said this and uh two of the people i report to said this like quentin it is very white here we're just going to be very upfront with you. Mm-hmm. We need the diversity. We need your fresh ideas. Like they need it. Please they need young people. Yeah. They need. They need color. They need culture. Need, you know. <laughs> so a lot of times I'm in meetings like, ah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. yeah. Ah, let's not do that. But I was also at a network that's that had plenty of uh, black people, and I was constantly saying, if you do this, black Twitter will be unleashed on you. Yeah. They wouldn't listen to me. Sorority Bye. sisters, y'all remember that? Yes. Y'all remember that? I was like, don't do it. We all knew that was going to fail. <laughs> I was like, don't do it. They I mean, did it anyway. I was like, this is what's going to happen. Um, 
It's difficult. It is. It's like, it I know the audience because I am the audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm literally an insider. Mm-hmm. This is what think, you can, you know, and I'm an active member in Black Twitter. And I think the yes. beauty, I think the beauty is what keeps you strong is when you have your village. So when you have your foundation, when you have your black people, your your people around you, they're able to keep you rooted and keep you grounded. That was the beauty. That was a beautiful part about me going to an HBCU. I grew up in the hood, but I went to an HBCU. But that's when I really learned more about myself. And the more I became conscious and confident within myself, I was able to step outside into the world. And deal with non-black people mm-hmm. and, and how they would talk to me. Because, you know, they they would, they 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 petty. And they try to slide so stuff petty. in. And they always try to slide some little racism, racism bullshit in there. Mm-hmm. It, they, like, they don't want to seem like they're racist, but you know that they're racist. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to be able to call it out. And at first, like, before, like, really being around as many black people that were, edu- I don't, don't want to say educated, but. Um, educated. <laughs> Not educated, but you know, it's just, it's, it's there, there's just different levels to yeah. people that I'm around, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a point where I just Which kind of, I was quiet, you know, and I just didn't say much. I'm like, oh, he on that bullshit. All right, I'm not going to say anything. Then it got to a point where I'm just like, no, like, so this is what you're trying to say? Mm-hmm. Oh, so you saying this because it is? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, you need to cut that up right now because actually what really happened is this, and I'll give them a history lesson about mm-hmm. some stuff. But that came from me already having a surroundings and having a foundation. exhausting. I get tired of it. It is exhausting. And, and you, don't have to, you don't have to show up to every fight everything is not a battle some stuff is just like they're so lost they're so gone it's whatever but you got to know when to say something when to be relevant especially in a workplace when you're that only person but what keeps me strong especially if, you're, if i'm in a situation like yours is knowing where i'm coming from knowing that i have this if i just regroup with some people on every wednesday we just talk on the phone yeah. or something like that mm-hmm. knowing i got some crazy ass people who conscious as hell Feed me yeah, up, yeah. get me good. When I go out there, I feel like I'm a queen, man. It's nothing. How do you guys? To, how do you guys feel about fake woke people? Ooh. <laughs> it's like this. I mean, we might have to have a part two on this. Listen, uh, is this tequila. What is tequila? This, this, this is he my hit thing. It from me. This is my thing with the, with the fake <laughs> with the fake woke people. I tell people all of the time. At a certain age, a certain level of cultural exposure, a certain level of education. You cannot have a bunch of fucking theories spewing out of your mouth. You have to cite a reference from history. You have to cite some. If you have an opinion about an entire group of people, if you don't have a reference from a credible source, my my. Not Wikipedia. <laughs> my, my professor. Wikipedia counts sometimes. What about Ask Jeeves? Oh, y'all. My, w- one of my favorite professors. I ain't seen that white man in a decade. <laughs> one of my favorite professors. <laughs> she taught me the difference between the primary, secondary, and tertiary source document. If you don't give me one of those, I'm going to suspect inside out your ass. Don't give me something that your grandma said. Don't give me something that you heard at a family reunion. Because a lot of times with black people, if you say it, I mean, just people in general, if you say it loud enough for a long enough time, people kind of take it as truth. And it's hard to break things down. So this fake woke can be for black people. This fake woke can be for white people. I just think you can always you can always kind of feel the person that's fake woke because they ain't got no historic information to back how they feel. And what about this? Because this is what been flooding my timeline. Yeah, Childish Gambino come out with This Is America. Then people realize that he has a white wife and mixed kids. How are we feeling on the subject 
of interracial dating. This is the last thing we're talking about. Then we have to turn to podcast. This is like the longest podcast <laughs> I've had. I love it. It's been. Well, I mean, I guess I'll And start. if you're still listening, I love you. <laughs> we love you. There's just a lot of topics. I know some of you are going to have to press pause, had to press pause and just like Going to a listen to it. But uh, how do we feel about the, I want to know everyone's opinion on the subject of interracial dating. Oh, well, I mean, I'll start my current relationship that I am. I'm dating a Japanese man. Mm. Um, my past... <laughs> three relationships they've been japanese not by choice just by circumstance but i'm like the <laughs> mm-hmm. sure. go uh, but listen i'm like the un all have all are welcome and all have i'm the same yeah, way all, all have been to this and i guess for me like i grew up in a very i mean i grew up very traditionally black black mom black dad My but you called your mom the c word but then oh what i call her the C word. I did. You probably. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I'm angsty teen years. We're, not, we're, not, we're not talking about my mother. Um, <laughs> and then my parents got divorced because someone cheated, my mom. And <laughs> yes, mother. And she fucked it up. And so my dad ended up, up. ended up marrying seen. a white Jewish woman who is ama- I love her. She's at this point in my life more of a mother than a lot of other people in my life. Um, and so her first husband was Mexican. So my stepbrother and stepsister are Mexican. So mm-hmm. I have, I, I come, I just come from a background of it being okay. Like mm-hmm. to, like I, I was 13 watching my dad walk down the street with my stepmom and people yelling out like, fuck you, Negro yeah. lover. Ah, uh, um, say it. Fuck you, nigger lover. Oh like, my God. Literally to oh. my, mm-hmm. my dad and stepmom. And like, they just did it. So like me, once I became old enough to explore my own self sexually, like I never... I never like held back like I you know black white Hispanic mm-hmm. like all types I I embrace it I, I be be open to it like because I feel like some people are just like they look at me and they're like oh well you just you don't like black people and it's just like no. it's like I love first of all I'm very blackity black like mm-hmm. you know I made you know, chocolate I, ooh, I know listen I'm very blackity black and I love being black and like as I get older I just fall in love with myself more because I am mm-hmm. black I um but I don't see it as a any negative the fact that like I want to share my love with someone who is a thirty something year old Japanese man from California like right Konnichiwa Konnichiwa I didn't know that yeah like I never knew that I was two I my cousin dared me to Quentin just realized I'm missing half a middle finger and yeah. my cousin dared me to stick my hand in the moving exercise uh, bike <gasps> wheel and I did it I call it early signs of stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> I, Very early. I now he gonna, he gonna, now he gonna tell us to bring it in, but the the segue. I have always I have always said I don't. Well, not always, but in like last five years, love who you love. I'm gay. Most of y'all might not know that. What? Um, <laughs> love. Ah, get your gay ass off my mind. <laughs> I just I just thought you was extra bougie. With love your, with your vest on. With I, thought, I thought you were British. With <laughs> I thought you were British. Idris, listen. Love, love who you want to love, but do not bash. I, no, no, okay. I'm, we ain't getting okay. that yet. Love who you want to love, but I, I don't, I don't like people who date outside their race, specifically black people who date white folk, specifically who date white folk as a come up, I, or, or perceived come up. I don't, I, I, I just, and it's across the board. I don't understand how anyone could disqualify their own tribe mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and i, I mean some some people like like brother you, you've been through the, the gamut of people 
Asian and something. You know, you say you like them all. Egyptian. You know, Egyptian. Dominican. I do you know, too. Puerto so, Rican. So, but I, I, I just don't. I, they're like Pokemon. You got to catch them all. I've Listen, catched and, and I, <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> no, and I'm look, serious. I've and look, and, and, and it, it just don't, it just don't work for me. I'm attracted to black women. I mean, at one point, I was like, I'm going to open myself up to the world, yada, yada. I just I just like black men. It, it, you but know, you for know. me, a lot of black men have told me in my life I'm not black enough. Which Right, they dumb. And, um, and I get that. I, I, I get I get you. Like, I'm sorry, I am not a thug, but like, because my own kind of perception of how I see it is like, you know, I, my, I wear my clothes fitted. Um, I like. Honey, you have know, you have you seen my jeans today? Yes, I okay, know. Right, you mean, like, you, mean your, you mean your leggings? <laughs> but one it's just one like, of my friends calls them I denim hosiery. I just feel like <laughs> gro- denim hosiery. Growing up, I was like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nerd. I'm a dorky, like goofy ass motherfucker. Like this is who I motherfucker. am. That's how I'm gonna be. Like goofy, I'm just like, blah. and, and, and it's like and, I'm weird. Yeah, and, but that was always perceived as like, oh, you just you extra white. Like it's like no, I'm just like. A, a nerd I'm Daniel I'm stupid right and I, I, I always say this I make it real simple lightly comical if you if you black and you can bring and you dating a white boy I want to see him at the fish fry I want to I want to see him at house in the park Check. with the other blacks I want your culture to be just as important to him as his is to you oh Check. completely but, but what, what we see and we we've Many people that I know, it's kind of a popular term. We kind of say that people are white adjacent. No. What does so that mean? Wh- that, that means I'm black, but I'm always in their company. I'm black, but I'm always at the white event. I'm black, no. but I, do, I don't fraternize with my people. So uh, no. so, so that's my problem. When, when things become imbalanced and they're not healthy and both of you can't shine uh-huh. and everything is always leaned over to the white boy. Uh, no, no. I, mean, I, I, I lead by example by my parents. I've been to the bar mitzvahs, the bar mitzvahs, but yes. as soon as my dad and stepmom got married, no. Karen Gartner, shout out, she was in the kitchen yes. with my aunties and my, my uncles frying that fish at our family reunion yes. about Austin, Georgia. She was making the hush puppies. So yes. Yes. okra, yeah. Dropping I them in the grease. Say, I will say that I was uh before I met my husband, I was super done with the white dating of white people. I mean I, I bet I've always been Mr. International. I've dated Asian men, I've dated black men, I've dated Indians. I actually thought I was gonna end up married to a dark Indian man. Like in my head. Oh, like, not, not just, a real I, person. Right. I was, um, like, I was like, what's his name? No. But like, <laughs> like, like, I've just have always been open because I like to cast a wide net, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm more specifically attracted to what's going on in the mind and the very, yeah. like a range of a body type. Yeah. I would say sexually. Yeah. yeah. Um, But when I met Guillaume, it was interesting because Guillaume had this whole different perspective on like race and culture yeah. and i was just like wait like you don't see it from because like i had dated a white guy once and that was disastrous like he was trash probably republican parents probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh. nice to my face but talk shit behind my back like mm-hmm. it just i experienced that him not fully understanding black culture but pretending mm-hmm. to like it or whatever mm-hmm. and uh with, he likes his Mac with cheese. Right. Yes. <laughs> with my husband, like, he actually has this other, like, his uh, older brother married an African woman. Mm-hmm. And so they have, he has nieces and nephews that are black. But he also, their family is submerged into this African culture. Mm-hmm. So he does yeah. have, like, Naturally. Uh, brothers-in-laws yeah. that are 
Black. African. Yeah. And they chill and they go to each other's functions and stuff like that. And, you know, I respect that. they wear the traditional. I mean, I don't know specifically where they're from. Like, it's just. And, and, you and, know, for okay, like for me, like I respect that. I respect people who understand and appreciate culture. For me as a black woman, I and maybe this is bias. I even have a, a male friend who feels vice versa. I feel like like I'm open to interracial relationships. Uh-huh. But as a black woman, I feel like I have a shortage. Yeah. I feel like we, you know, we, we're losing them to the white women. They're in jail. Uh-huh. Um, they're dying. Like, it's always so many things against us. So it's like we don't even have that many black men. Like, I've dated outside of my race, but I love a black man, period. And I feel like our race is dying off. Like, I want to create some black babies. Like, that's just how I look at things. Now, I don't have anything against white women, but... At the same time, I feel a certain kind of way when I see a black man with a uh, with a white woman. To a certain degree. Because I feel like when but are you, you think about... disappointed in the black man or are you disappointed in the white woman? Or both. Disappointment? I, I mean, I wouldn't And say how much of that is something that you're projecting? It could, it could be a projection. It could be what I've known. What, like certain, certain dudes... They they date a white woman because they feel like they're coming. Exactly, up. it's that, it's they that feel insecurity like it's that they mm-hmm. like. They're proving to the other masses like, oh, like you looked at me because I was black, but guess or, what? I can get a white bitch too. Or like, a white woman mm-hmm. just just like the movie Get Out, like that was a perfect example. Like it's an experiment, or it's sexy because I've never been around a rough guy, a black guy. So this is something new. Let or, me piss my dad or I'm off. gonna make my dad mad because I know my dad doesn't want me to date black people, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna be spiteful and do this. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like it's a game every time, but like. As a black woman, I want my strong black man there. I want a black man to, you know, to raise my child. Like every mm-hmm. that is just is just a normal mindset in my head. There may be some projections just because of every all the examples that I've that mm-hmm. I've made. Yeah. So to a certain degree, I am going to be honest. I am a little biased. Like mm-hmm. I said, I would date outside. I don't know if I would marry. What if a white <gasps> man came and swept you off your feet like none of love is love. Love is love is colorblind. You, you know what would I mean? And I'm open. Date- someone else of your race but you wouldn't marry me? I don't know I, I, I haven't fallen in love I've, with anybody I've heard a lot of people say that I haven't fallen in love like I dated a white guy I dated a, a Mexican and I dated a Puerto Rican well Puerto Rican he like was he a Mexican citizen yes he was or was he Chicano He's totally, totally Mexican. Totally okay. Mexican. Gage Park. I'm not gonna that's all I'm gonna say. But um but he was like he liked the black culture, like he was in a gang and everything. But oh, his dad gang. did his dad didn't like black women. Like Why he didn't does like the black music people. Music keep changing every time we talk about a specific I know. Like, it's, like, no, it's, it's like Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> they following us, Quentin. We've been in Facebook jail too much and they see us together. Just make sure I don't talk go on Facebook jail. Place. No. But no, um I've his father in- but his father was was kind of racist. He liked me at first because my name was Carmen. When he saw that Carmen was black, he was like, "Oh, oh hell no, no!" He thought you were Carmen. And then, I mean, and like this, my Mex- this Mexican guy, like he loved black girls. After a certain point, he stopped liking black girls. He started saying they're disgusting and they're ugly and they're fat. Even though he loved a thick woman, now it's like, "Oh, you're nasty, ill." So now he's got a Mexican girl getting married and all this other stuff. Like he down talks us. My thing is. You can marry whoever you want, but like you said, don't disrespect the black woman because that's who birthed your ass. How difficult is it? Okay, so Darrell, you're gay, as we just learned. Mm -hmm. Um, And Carmen, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. like black men. How difficult is it to date black people? Is it? I don't. I don't find it. You don't think there's a shortage? I think there's there's a difference. For me, I don't. I don't understand. Honestly, I don't understand the shortage because 
I see black men all over the place. And sometimes when women say that, but I'm they like, want you though, right? Some do, some don't. Are you single um, or are you in a relationship? I'm single. Okay, but for me, I don't. It's not hard at all to date black people. For me, it's hard to date people that understand me. I'm an artist. Um, I'm always singing. I, yeah, I, 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 I am. You have I, a schedule. I am. I am very. I am very sober. Certain things I don't laugh yeah. about. As far as like what I recognize, I'm not hyper vigilant, but I'm very sober. If if something presents itself to me like a racist comment or a racist mm-hmm. environment i'm going to talk about it. i'm not gonna laugh it off i'm not gonna mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna like bow my head i'm going to address it right. you need I mean, someone at your level right and I, I i i i my type i don't always find my type and i'm also honestly not as social as i could be mm-hmm. i do a whole what? i do a <laughs> listen people think i'm always hitting the street because, me too yeah, people right. swear i am too be, because, be, 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 but now nah, uh, carmen as you drink your eighth cocktail eighth eighth um, that's just count. juice that's just juice <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but, but, you see that tequila bottle right there she didn't yeah that was kind of full when we started but that was uh, a brand new bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh y'all just cuss but we on a podcast let's be honest but, i drank most yeah, of that but but beginning <laughs> but, but, it's pastor it's, stokes <laughs> <laughs> it's not for me it's not hard um, today, but it's hard to find people that I mesh with, it, especially with New York being so many things. Like for me, Brooklyn men are a certain thing, uh-huh. Harlem men are a certain thing, right. then the Bronx men are a certain thing, especially me being southern, like, and not. I've, I've, it'll be six years and must not be. Uh-huh. I, I don't have a problem um, dating right. black people. This, well, this Carmen, is my thing. You oh. got thirty seconds. So so I got re- did you give him thirty seconds? It's, he's special. No, okay, so this I it's my first time. I know. I'm not taking that away. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> um, you got the black you men have thirty seconds. It just seems like white people who are not black. They were just, <laughs> <laughs> they were just Keep like it real. It just, it, me, it just, I mean, it just seems like they were taught like once you get out of college, make sure you got the you know the, you know who you're gonna marry, what you're gonna do. Like there's a plan to get married. Black dudes now, it's just like shit. When I feel like it, they'll be like 60 years old talking about they want to settle down and shit. So it's just like because <laughs> they want to settle down. You're they want to they want to play around <laughs> and stuff. And that's this will segue into the men ain't shit um, topic that we can talk about um, later on. Well, I'm not gonna say men ain't shit. No, you already but said what, it. You have some juice. We're gonna have a podcast <laughs> as soon as you produce the script, but which you yes. haven't done yet. Anyway, <laughs> but no, that's just my thing. Like this there's just a, sh- a shortage. Of okay, that, yeah. this podcast is a two hour. Yeah, it went uh, long. Y'all it went long. Me. We got like 20 seconds, so I really can't let this go past two hours. Daniel, is there anything you want to say? Um, I loved this, and I can't wait to do it again. You and will be back. Yeah. Where's my okay. And I love being black. Darrell, <laughs> anything you want to say? Last words? Um, Know your history, people. Know your history. Know your history. And know everybody else's history, too. Oh, good. Carmen, anything you want to say? See y'all next This week. is great. All right. So <laughs> and I said it. <laughs> if you like this podcast, please share it and subscribe it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud. And we're on the Amazon Amexa. Amexa. Amazon Alexa, just download the Nobody Dances Here skill and you can say Alexa, play Nobody Dances Here and the latest episode will play. For more information, please visit our website on www.nobodydancesere.com. If you have any questions, we haven't had questions in a while, please feel free to call our hotline and leave a message. Mm-hmm. Just call us up at Nobody4747. For those of you that do not understand that nobody is actually numbers, that number is 662-639-4747. Again, that number is 662-639-4747. We will answer and respond to anything. Enjoy your week and be blessed. Ah.